0: PalmaBet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer!
3: Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos, and same-game multi at Parmabert. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1800 858 858 Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low-maintenance and won't fade, splinter, or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.
2: Shop the Maggie's Magnesium range at Chemist Warehouse. Now starting from just $3.19.
0: This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ.
1: Z, 3 minutes past 6am on your Friday, congratulations, 1st of April, you made it, April it is, what a month, what a time, heading into your weekend after a, a long weekend of plenty of sport, round 1, week 1 of the championships, group 1 day at Awapuni, Crusaders Highlanders tonight. Women's World Cup final on S C N Z live this weekend. Sunday, you got the Warriors tomorrow. There's more than I can rattle off in thirty seconds. Trust me on that one. Uh, there's plenty going on around around the world. Kids, you liked that? Okay. Well, this morning, straight off the bat, double eight, double three. I'm not going to waste any time with this. I'll tell you what we got coming up. But there's actually a priority. We want your bets bits the weekend. I want your mail. I want your mail straight off the top of the show. What are you liking this weekend? Is it your team? Are you watching them and you think that they can win? Is it your horse? Is it your horse, your train, your own? Just get them through on double I'm not wasting any time. I want to stack them up and I want to dish them out. I'm in a giving mood. I want to get people paid over the weekend. So start sending your best bets and I'm going to ask you all morning. And we're going to get a great book of bets lined up and we're going to dish them out before the end of the show. What else do we have coming up before the end of the show? Well, Daggy is... Dag, he is struck down with COVID. We suspected it and it has come true. So thinking of you, brother, hope you're feeling all right. I've got Kempi in studio with me, and we're gonna catch up with an old friend of the show, Thomas Grant. You remember the bush pigs? Trust your pig. Thomas Grant and John Leslie leading the Carisbrook Bush Pigs to uh, their under-85 title, and um, we caught up with them at Mid-Mad Monday. Well, it was kind of like Wednesday, but that was Mid-Mad Monday for them. We're going to catch up with Thomas again, this time out of the United States of America. Yeah, work that one out. We'll figure out what's going on with Thomas Grant after 8 o'clock. Working backwards, Opie Bossen for Waikato Stud. No Izzy, so no Country Clueless. So we'll get Opie on. I mean, he's running a farm. He's got his farm down there uh, on the border. We'll catch up with Opie, what's going on also. Does Dynastic just win? We'll talk Sean Johnson's return, maybe a bit of Geordie Barrett and Rebecca Rolls. Uh, She's a a great New Zealander, obviously the wicketkeeper for the successful two thousand. Um, Women's World Cup Whiteferns winning team. Lots of W's there. She is up to preview the final and to give us her thoughts on how the tournament has played as a whole. Lots and lots of you on double eight double three oh eight hundred one five zero, 0800 including your best of the day. I told you I'm not wasting your time. I'm disappointed there's not a text already. I know you're up. I know you're into it. So come on and make yourself known. Six minutes past six. Morena Kempi. Morena, mate. It's a bit, um,
4: it's bit of sad news. It is. He's gone down. Gone down in a, in a, you know, in a heap of flames. Had a bad night, by the sounds of it. Hope you're all right, brother. Mm. You, um, you had COVID recently, mate. I have. Yeah, I've just obviously come out the back end of it. Um, but I was, I was, I was pretty lucky actually. I thought, I thought it was quite a mild case. I had A little bit of a cough, obviously, but, um, yeah,
1: I, I didn't, I didn't get hurt too hard with it. Opie had COVID. We'll ask Opie how it's been back riding for him because I was worried about the smaller jockeys or the smaller people, the jockeys, because that's a, you know, if you do get hit hard with it, I mean, obviously it might actually help you with your wasting and making weight, but also... (laughs) It didn't help me. I thought you are looking quite trim, mate. Maybe it's just the black... You're wearing, obviously. Um, <laughs> I thought that, yeah, maybe maybe it might be quite hard to come back from if you're a, a jockey. But while we'll Scopy Harry's found it, yeah, Izzy's under the weather. It is kind of everywhere. I just got told that where I was at over the weekend, a lot of people were coming out of it. I've been in a studio with you. I've been in a studio with Izzy. I'm kind of just. It's almost like if you haven't, you've had probably co- already had it. Well, it's almost like if you haven't had COVID yet, you, you you're either like a ticking time bomb. You're just kind of waiting, or you're starting to go. Mm did I feel a bit funny a few weeks ago? Yeah. <laughs> you know, just, like, trying to, like, run the calculations, like, did I actually give it to Kimpi? Did I? Was yeah. I, you know? Yes, you did. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, but I do remember coming in a couple of weeks ago, and there
4: was quite a bit of sniffling going on in, in the office. Um, mm. I'm not going to name names, but <laughs> r- 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 <laughs> sort of
1: rhymes with tack. <laughs> oh dear. Um Joe's moving into a new flat. Karen's at work today on time. We actually have had a, on Z for breakfast. We've had a bout of the sleepins recently over the last 2 weeks. Uh you started the train and then kids jumped the board hitched his wagon and so we've had a little bout of the sleepins um the Zs and we've we've prepared something to reflect that this morning, a, a little bit of a track. So we'll roll that out. Uh, hopefully, you can <laughs> you can find some time to have a laugh with us throughout the day. <laughs> Just waking up on your Friday, you're probably looking at the re- sports results from last night. Can you give us your best synopsis of the Warriors Titans again? <laughs> Sorry, the, <laughs> the the Tigers, Tigers Titans last game?
4: night, mate. The form. I'm telling you now, you you would hate it to be the form. Of of last night's game going into the Warriors game against the Broncos because the Tigers honestly I don't know how he survives I don't know how Madge survives this one the amount of times they got over the try line last night and couldn't get the ball down um, just devastating absolutely devastating and then the way that they lost it on the <laughs> drop ball over the um, on the end goal is summed up this season in in four weeks
1: you know sometimes it's just not meant to be
4: well. Mate, and, and he must be
1: starting to think that way, like, he just, he, he couldn't buy a win at the moment. I thought this watching the war, the week before the Warriors Tigers, there was plays, you know, when they, when the teams traded possession on, like, second tackle, you know, there was that spade of just the dropsies, I was just thinking, if you're mad, you're sitting there going, look, I know I've probably not done everything right, and I know I've probably put the team in a, a pretty poor position, and there's things fundamentally that I've, that I need to change and fix and remedy from a coaching point of view, but I can't stop my player from coughing it up on second tackle, three sets in a row, and that must just kill you.
4: Well, it, I, it's not just that the, the the case of the drop season, the way that they were trying to trying to lose the game. It was it was how they went about trying to lose the game. You know what I mean? After three rounds. Instead of going out and, and getting this game against the Warriors, they thought they needed to scorn every set of six, you know, mm. and, that, and that's why, that's why Vossy's come out with his comment and said he just couldn't believe how they finished the game, um, the Tigers. So, you know, it bid it bid well for the Warriors because the Warriors couldn't lose it. The Tigers were just losing it, and um, you know, last night's game against the Titans, like the Titans, be real happy to get out of jail with this one. They got they got over plenty of times the Tigers last night, but unfortunately as the season goes mate it's just nothing's going their way at the moment
1: you know how we were talking about can i get an amen a few weeks ago and how the uh new zealand telegraph the group one telegraph at Trentham was the greatest form race in the history of form races <laughs> and it was well it was the best form race in new zealand racing in 2021 2020 2022 2021 2022 is there a chance this worry. Actually, <laughs> well, I should let I should let the Broncos game go, but I'm going to preempt it. Is there a chance that the Warriors Tigers game from last week might go on to be one of the worst form games of rugby league this season?
4: I don't think it might be one of the worst form games. I think it might be one of the best indicated um, indicators of form for the year. Um, and the only thing that will change my mind is how Sean Johnson will go tomorrow when he runs out. Um, in the number 44 jersey but plays halfback for the Warriors. I think that's going to, you know, the difference between the Tigers and the Warriors at the moment is that the Tigers have their best number seven starting for them uh, and the and the Warriors don't. Uh, and tomorrow, after having a couple of weeks off and reflecting on his first, first round performance, the way that Sean Johnson attacks that game tomorrow is going to to really determine what their, what their season's going to be like, I think.
1: Well, yeah, no, you're right. And it, there's, there's a lot of pressure on it for him you know, this is what I always wonder about players rushing back from injury, and I don't know if you quantify this as rushing back, but a lot of the time they come back under pressure, a because the team's under pressure, b because they're under pressure, and that means that their body might not be completely right, and just it can be slightly off kilter.
4: I had, man, I had this conversation with a guy out at Murawai uh, a few weeks a few weeks ago. I was telling you about, you know, I was watching the USC with my next door neighbour, and some guy he'd had too much to drink, and he. He he had worked up the courage to come and talk to me about coaching and absolutely ripped into me. Um, but the basis he was the was it Brian, it. <laughs> no nah, mate, I, he's actually he was irrelevant the person. But his basis for having a crack at me was that Sean Johnson was coming home to win the comp- competition for the Warriors. And I and basically what I said to him, I said, mate, you got you got you've been dropped on your head. If you think Sean Johnson's been brought home to win the when you're a competition, you've been you've been serious. You've got serious head issues. And he was like, no, nope, he's going to play every single game and we're going to win the competition. And I was like, mate, before my next-door neighbour got him and picked him up and threw him down the stairs to kick him out of the house, I just started laughing. Anyway, I get a text after round one from the neighbour. He said, mate, you should text that guy and say, how's Sean Johnson going? And I was just like, anyone that has played at that level and you're 31, 32, you know you're not going to last the season. And you, and you talk to Izzy about
1: it. You to Izzy <laughs> I was about, about that. to say. Look, and hey, I haven't. No, nowhere but, near the level. But you be around people like all you do in this job, and if you're a punter, is you try and listen to people like yourself and Izzy and Baz and Beaver and Smithy, and then you try and you try and work out what parts of you're saying is bullshit and. There's little bits of it. But then you try and soak in the things that everybody agrees on. And one thing that everyone agrees on is when you hit your your 30s, listen to Simon Mannering with Monty Beethon the other night, mate. His body was falling apart when he was 29, and he only signed that last contract because it was his heart and his desire to win a premiership. Especially he's super fit. And he is like a freak. He's a freak. So the one thing that you all agree on is in your 30s, it's so hard to stay together.
4: Oh, mate, with band-aid with band you know you know what I mean? You these days too, you know, with all the all the technology and the and the um, the capturing of the distance you're travelling and so forth, uh, you do get a little bit you do get some more miles out of the clock of the player. So um, yeah, to me, tomorrow's a really big day for the Warriors in the in the sense that whether Sean Johnson can actually step up, you know, he can get through the season if they manage him. Right, and take the Warriors to the eight. I, I honestly believe that. But they have to manage him and what he needs to give them in return is he has to give them game management. Like a hard nosed, thirty one year old been there, played for my country, been to been to the final, you know, I know what to do. He needs to do that every time he's out on the football field. We don't want to see the twenty year old run around and try and win the game on every second. Uh, every set
1: of six. Well, it doesn't actually matter what we want. It's not possible. So what? <laughs> so what we need is the other one. You're harsh. No, no, no. It's not because because I'm not. But you, everything. You, it's he's not. He's not the same player. No, he's
4: not. And, he, and if you want again, if you go back and watch that first round, like he's not skipping past players. He'll and be the first person to say that. I and um, why don't we listen? Like really listen. yeah. You know, what what people need to understand is that Sean Johnson isn't the person that they've seen when he left the Warriors you know what I mean so he's he's come back he's he's on the he's on the out that's that's where he is he's on the he's on the way out he's not on the way in but he can do a job for the Warriors and he needs to he needs to deliver that tomorrow
1: Karen Foran did Kempy. I assume that means fell apart his body fell apart before he was well for his 30 and I guess he's kind of had a little bit of a resurgence um yeah, it's on 8883. Some awesome texts here. You've responded. Keep them coming through. I'm going to get to these very, very shortly. Uh, what's your best of the weekend? What are you looking forward to this weekend? Fire us up on a Friday at quarter past six. You know, I think about this a lot in, in comparison to lots of sports. Um, players, athletes that have evolutions of their career and they become different characters throughout their career. And I think one of the easiest guys that everyone knows that you can kind of pin this on is LeBron James. Mm. And then you can work it back from there. But there's a guy, there's this super freakish 18 year old that comes in, straight out of high school into the league. Who's just this hyper athlete, and he can score. And then that first Cavs era, it's just bulls to the wall athleticism, scoring takes his team to the fight. You know, to the Eastern Conference Finals doesn't quite get over the line then there's the the Miami Heat version where he's just becoming big and he's starting to fill into his body but he's still hyper-athletic and they win those championships and then he goes back to Cleveland and his body starts slowing down but he gets bigger and then he's a bully bull and he's he's you know, work. You know, players are playing up at him on the three-point line because he's got that shot. He's a bully ball, and then there's this last evolution from the Lakers where he's just got the ball in his hand. He's got the highest assist numbers he's probably ever had, and he's dictating. When they won that bubble championships, there's four different, four different versions of the same guy, and obviously. He's had a 20-year career almost, and you know, not everyone's going to have that that defined versions. But you can almost pick it in athletes that play, say, a decade. You can actually see the versions of them. Bowdoin Barrett's another really good one. Bowdoin Barrett's changed the way he played because he's lost that absolute cutthroat acceleration that he had when he was at the peak of his absolute powers. Dan Carter did it. Richie McCord did it slightly, although he was just always a weapon throwing himself around. Any player that's played a long period of time, you can see the versions of themselves. You know what I mean?
4: Yeah, and, and Rugby League's got the LeBron James version, and his name's Cameron Smith.
1: Yeah, there you go. Changed the way he played. You know,
4: came in as a halfback for Melbourne, uh, ended up in a hooker, and played for decades. And could have, I reckon could have played today. You know what I mean? But he... he- he managed his, himself to play for 80 minutes and get the job done. It's not the same as when he came into the competition, but when he left the competition, he left taking him to the finals, mate. He knew how to get him there. He was driving that team. He was managing that team. You know what I mean? So, yeah, look, I, I think those those players that can do that, um, mate, I, I've always said this, he's the best I've ever seen. Like, Wally Lewis, they talk about, you know, mm. like, Cameron Smith is better than Wally Laws.
1: And do you know what they all have in common, those, especially the the ones that have the ball in their hand? At any sport. They dictate the pace. They completely control the game at their speed. And it's like a good jockey that has their iron. They can dictate the speed of a race. Or it's like a, a tennis player. Like if you watch Roger Federer and his pomp, it, the way his the speed that he goes at and the time he takes between sets, and the time he takes between serves, they completely have their f- thumb right on the back of the pace of the game of the sport. And, you know, Sean Johnson, th- there's no way to know whether he's got that that level in him. But we're going to find out this season.
4: That's right. And it, it's not the level, it's the consistency. Like, true, you know, true. In, two, in 2006, I had the privilege of watching Cameron Smith for, play for Australia against New Zealand down in Wellington. It was the uh, Steve Matai hit. Gaz the other day, they got sent off, they ended up playing with 12 men. Yeah. But I watched the game head on. I was commentating for Māori television and I watched the game head on. So, and Cameron Smith was running towards me. Okay. So I was down, down the, uh, it was the northern end of the, the Westpac Stadium. And it was a masterclass, mate. It yep. was, I was, all I was watching was Cameron Smith and he was pointing at. Like I want you to go and run at this guy, and then he go to the next tackle, and he just point his toe. I want you to go and run at this guy, and then he was shaping his halves to go right now. It's your turn to go, and it was like a it was like watching a conductor oh, in, a, in an orchestra. It's
1: a beautiful thing, isn't it?
4: Is it was the one of the best things I've ever witnessed on um, as a viewer of football and a masterclass from Cameron Smith in his prime. Yeah. So that's what you know. I think Sean Johnson has that in him. I just think he doesn't have the consistency. That's all.
1: We And we're going to hopefully, and then the other part of it, as we talked about, is the, the health. And hopefully he can be on the field enough to find out. The the other great example, Cooper Cronk playing with one wing in the grand final a couple of years back. You know, they don't care if he's got one shoulder. He's on there literally game managing them, pointing them, exactly as you say, orchestrating them around. There's some great texts here. What are you excited for this weekend? Who are the greatest play-at-your-own-pace athletes? Any sport. Who are the greatest game managers? What we want Sean Johnson to be in this evolution of himself, across any sport, the people that can dictate the pace, can completely take a game by the scruff of their neck and slow it down, speed it up, put their men into the right positions, hype the guys up that need to be hyped up, calm the other ones down. Who are the greatest game managers of all time? It's a great conversation. It's interesting stuff on a... Uh, Early Friday morning, 21 and a half past six. We're going to get to your text on double eight, double three. so if you text in, don't go anywhere. Here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Kimpi and Louie in for Baz and Drop
2: the Maggie's Magnesium range at Chemist Warehouse. Now starting from just $3.19. You're
0: listening to Baz for breakfast on SENZ.
1: 26 and a bit past 6 a.m. this morning. All right, eight, double three. who are the greatest game managers or people that can just dictate at their own pace? Tom Brady versus Atlanta, 328 down in the Super Bowl comeback and win. Yeah, well, Tom Brady's the original, or well, one of the original examples, isn't it? He can just go to the line of scrimmage and play at any pace that suits his team. Kempi, did you see the state of the last night's game between Titans and Tigers? <laughs> yeah, mate, well, I did actually. I thought the Warriors Tigers was bad.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I still think the Warriors Tigers game was worse than that one last night. You know, I just. At least that um at least they got over the tro well yeah, they did get over the trial, but what about the drop balls going in to score the tries again last night? It's just unbelievable what's going on at the moment.
1: There might not be a there mightn't have been a bigger gap between the top of the NRL and the bottom of the NRL in a long time, Gee, It's two different games, two different sports when you're watching a bottom table clash in a top table. Quick shot tonight at Addington from Mark. Mark That I is like loose. It. I tell you why it's loose, because in race eight tonight uh, where Quickshot lines up, it's paying eighteen bucks and five dollars. So you reckon a little top three, top four bit? You reckon each way ticket because top four, mate, we're getting three dollars sixty. It feels like a fill up. Appreciate your message. What's your ma- more mail? Morning, Louie and Kimpy. Get up for Friday. Yeah, boy. First pre-season game tomorrow and plenty of good racing. Have a good one, lads. Cheers, Dom. Dom, good luck. Go dictate the pace out there, mate. Dominate the game.
4: Who do you like, Dom? Send us, send us your best place bet.
1: Morning, team. Best bet this weekend is meeting for race five, number five. We'll get Kimpy to dig that one out while I read the rest of these. Hobsonville's top punter here. Markets markets aren't open yet. Oh, you're out to incur a hundred dollar fine then. But backing Mystics and Pulse this weekend. If there's a power play for Grace Nowicki to score fifty plus, use Baz's advice. Don't be a moron. Put more on. Well,
4: what was that meeting for? Race five, number five. Yeah, what you said. Yeah, meeting for. Oh, mate, this is not bad. Meaning for race hounds. five, it's me good my good mate's bucket horse priest the fur running around. Um finally got a win last start, carrying yeah, weighted out of this race, wait, can't wait. Weighted out. Brando's in it, which is a chance. It's um paying five dollars. But number five for Peter Locke, oh. Faithful Feet. Yep. yep. Oh, not bad. Good place money, two dollars ten. Five dollars ten. Drawing the four.
1: Faithful Feet, if I'm right, ran a really nice race at, at Ellerslie. Uh, it's yes. got a claim on it too. Yeah, no, it did. Sorry, it actually did it. So it won at Ellerslie. It won at Ellerslie a few starts back, and then it managed to back up and actually ran in a really nice second in behind Dragon Queen, I think. I'm just trying to pull the race form up. Yeah, so oh, I think this is a great chance. Maddie Cameron was on that day. Yeah, Dragon Queen, that's right. And then last start went back to Todonger in an open handicap on a slower track and bet Summer Monsoon and Elusive Empire in that sprint race there. Peter Locke, he's got a really nice one here. This is a super race, actually. Tavir is a little bit short for liking. Uh, we talked about Pro- Providence Provides yesterday, Miss Cardia. Nice stuff. Don't mind it. And how about this text from Karen? <laughs> I don't know if it's our Kieran. Is it our Kieran? Kieran, is this you? No, this actually isn't you. Clearly, none of the six Tigers captains are any are good game managers. <laughs> so,
4: I actually missed who was in the team last night. I don't listen. James Tamo, I think. Oh, was it? He was He was brought back to the forefront. They sacked him and now he's got the oh. captaincy back. They've gone through in around, what, half the dial oh. and gone back well, to James. Well, well,
1: I was kind of giggling to myself when I saw... <laughs> Kim sent centre push him all the way to the wing, then kind of give him this little like hospital flick as one of the tries went begging. I was thinking, oh, what if if Kim Mamala was captain today? What would he say? <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen. Having six captains on a football field if they if they weren't confused enough about how to score tries, West Tigers, <laughs> imagine being being like, who do I listen to? Oh
1: wow, like, it's who clearly who am I
4: listening to out there? Look at the tri- again watching this Brimson try in the 80th minute. What? What? Honestly, if you, have, if you have not seen the game, do yourself a favor today and click on nrl.com and watch the highlights. The game's over. The Tigers win it. All, all he's he going to, do, all put he it to down. do is put the ball down. They put a they put a hail mary up the Tigers in the 80th minute. Hits Caught the him. post, comes back down, and the centre uh, the five eight picks it up and he drops it over the try line, and Brimson puts his hand on it and scores the winning try. It's honestly. If that wasn't a null and Madge, and Madge for the year, he'd be so disappointed. And he steps up and kicks the winning goal. Yeah. They win
1: 8-6. Calamity isn't often an understatement, but it probably is in this situation. Kimpy Dom here. Lickety split for a place might my as $2.10. Awesome, Dom. And Dom, for me, tell me where you're playing. What's your preseason game? What sport? What team will give your club a shout-out? 28 away from 7. Here's Araha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. <laughs> S E N Z, and nothing feels as good as a Friday. Trust me, uh, when you get up at this time in the morning, as many of you do, driving trucks, training horses, how nice is a Friday? One day away from the weekend, plenty of good racing, plenty of good sport. Dom. Cornwall Park. If you know wants to go for a walk around Cornwall Park this weekend, keep your eyes out for the Grammar tech under eighty five. Tunny Taniwha. far the
4: tunny far. under eighty five. Jeez, I think I was about twelve when I was under eighty five kilos. Mm. Uh, <laughs> go, uh, get yeah. go get him, Dom. go get him, boy. And,
1: and Kimpy was that tw- <laughs> he was that twelve year old that his dad used to make him do laps around the park in foot three jump sweatshirts so he could actually get make the weight. Oh mate, I, I, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. You you want, know. You, want,
4: yeah, you want your sting? No, that's right. Back in my day. In my day with yes. Matua Kempi. Mate, one, one of the things that you don't know about me is that I wasn't 85 kilos when I was 12 years old. I was actually playing um, halfback at probably ringing wet 55 kilos. I had hair down the back of... That's what Alan Sherrick always says. That the, the, I remember this kid with hair down, down to his bum. Like I had long hair... And fifty-five kilos ring and wet. And I got on the first fifteen team because I was watching sit on a hill with a couple of my best mates who are twins, Mark and Scott Savage, good blokes. They they tuned me up on the on the um berm at their house, taught me how to tackle and run against people for for my whole life. But me me and those two were sitting on a on a hill at high school one day and we had this and Peter Black was our first fifteen captain, he was seventh former. I was a third former. I was ringing wet 55 kilos with long hair, and he was playing ball rush. He was bullying all the kids and running over the top of them. And I looked at Savvy, and Savvy said to me, let's go down, eh, and play. We're third formers. So I just eyed Blackie up. He ran at me. I picked him up and put him on his head. And he went to the first 15 coach. He said, who's the girl, mate, with the long hair? <laughs> <laughs> let's, get, let's get him as our halfback. And, and mate, play first 15, halfback at third form with the with the headband. Because you long dropped hair. the captain on his head. Because I dropped the captain and gave a ball rush on his head. Um so, yeah, just on that 85, under 85 kilos. Mate, I was under 85 kilos for a very long time.
1: That's a good yarn. Hey, um, uh, Dom, just lastly, how how far away from 80, uh, playing under 85s do you reckon Sam Anderson is these days for the, the uh, Grammar Tech You Just come through, that's just that bit of personal interest there, on double eight, double three, perks of the job and all that. Um, Loveracing.nz is your home for everything thoroughbred racing, news, previews. The lot, form, that's where I got to do all my form. Actually, um, speaking to a couple of, uh, for Love Racing, speaking to a couple of Australian form savants, you'd call them, they reckon that loveracing.nz is probably one of the better industry-run websites around the world. A lot of information all in the same place. So there's a bit of a shout-out. Awapuni this weekend. Opie Bosson's coming up in about an hour's time on the show. The feature of the day is the group one for the two-year-olds, the courtesy Ford Two size produce steaks. Let's just do a little bit of a market update here. Not a lot has changed from yesterday. So we said Maven Bell with Sam Weatherly from Barrier One has uh, opened at $4 into $3.60. A slight drift from $3.50, but the money is still very, very firm. Lickety Split, holding firm enough, has come out one click from $6.50 to $7.00, $2.10 the place, as Dom said. Wolverine, very firm at $3.80, $1.35, And the favourite in the market, no surprises to see dynastic at $2.50 we'll ask Opie all about that Kimpy, one I want to draw your attention to is race number 4 the Manawatu Classic the group 3 it goes over 2000 metres yesterday I explained why I'd be a bit wary about on the bubbles here at $2.10 I'm surprised but I'm not surprised if you know what I mean it's staying firm at $2.10 I know the owners love a punt I would suspect a lot of the owners would be hoping for a bit more meat on the bone, but there's probably enough cash coming in around this horse that it hasn't drifted yet, whereas Pinarello in the Cambridge Stud Silks, I wonder if Brendan Lindsay's had, Lindsay's had a bet here because $7, $6.50, 6 dollars Five dollars fifty. I thought that was the clear overs in the market, and right now you're getting five dollars fifty, a dollar ninety, which potentially could even still be slightly overs. But I reckon about five dollars is Pinarello's mark here.
4: Yeah, look, I, I think you know you tipping it out yesterday probably took it down a t- down a point or maybe a point and a half as well. Um, Ruark, I think one, two, and three is a, a good box trifecta. To be brutally honest, I think Ruark's a chance too with Jonathan, Jonathan Rudell, um, Ben Foots' horse. Uh, pretty solid at $4.80. Uh, the rest, the field. Don't forget about Ling-jong, Ling Jong-Fen. Yeah, Kieran's, Kieran's favourite horse, Ling Jong. Um, I don't know, mate. I don't... Look, drawn a bit wider, Barry 11. Uh, I think Ruark and 2, Pinarello and 4 and on the bubbles will be on the speed. I think those three dictate the race, seriously.
1: Yeah, it be interesting to see where they ride Pinarello. Tends to get back, can be a little bit a little bit slow to get moving. Um be interesting to see how that, that transpires. The other race that I just want to give you a little bit of a heads up on because we've been talking about it literally all week since Kempy spat the dummy on Monday afternoon. <laughs> Uh, Regal Lion in the Bentley Australian Derby. It's the, I did not spit the gum. Oh, you mate! We've got receipts. Stop. <laughs> we've got we've got receipts, mate. Stop there's, giving yourself tickets. The Australian Derby, Hitotsu Totsu, they reckon, could be a bit of anything. I mean, it's a three-year-old with the rating of 110. It constantly runs very, well, its last, in particular, its last two starts. It's run extremely, extremely high ratings. Does this
4: have anything to do with the $26 you got?
1: Yeah, it's got everything to do with that I got $26 (laughs) around Regal Lion on Monday And it's now $5.50 My life's great Uh, James McDonald jumps on Regal Lion It's also about the great story Which would be Murray Baker going out with a group one Yeah,
4: yeah, and I'm right behind you I just don't know if uh, Hitotsu Will play a part in the Regal Lion um, Movie
1: premiere for Baker Forsham.
4: I still think that's the one to beat
1: Okay, and that's fine 2,400 metres on the deep, heavy Randwick track. Uh, Regal line, I'm with the uh, Hitotsu for Kempi. Who are you with? Who do you like this weekend? I've got an update for myself off here. I can get to that on double eight, double three. But Tim the teacher. Hey, Louie and Kempi, how about the ultimate game management when the, when the heat goes mm-hmm. on? Dan Carter in the 2015 World Cup final. Poise under pressure. Tim the teacher, exactly what we're talking about 0800 150 811 Quizzy Dag Izzy's not here but the Kemp Master Notorious K-E-M-P-Y coming up after this
2: Shop the Quest Nutrition range at Chemist Warehouse starting from
1: $3.49 now 20% off
0: You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ
1: This is how you do it Quizzy Dag come play
0: it This is how we do it Quizzy Dag come play it Quizzes is on the line Just one at a time Don't Google a lie Phone a friend, you'll be fine Just listen for the signs T.I.B. with the prize 50 bucks if you are wise If you're wrong and then we'll say goodbye This is how we do it This is how we do it Quizzy, that can play it Quizzy, that can play it 0800
1: 150 811. Now give us a call. Oh, you love to see it on a Friday. Richie took the 100 yesterday. I tell you what, 50 would go good if you want to bat quick shot tonight at the Eddington Trots. Is Brenton opening the batting again? Uh, looks like he is. Kimpy, let's have it. Good morning, Brenton. How are you, brother? Morning, brother. Morning, morning. Let's see if you
4: can get it, eh, mate. We we need a five on the trot this morning. We're feeling good. We're feeling the weekend. We're feeling the tab, and we're feeling that you might have the fifty bucks in your pocket today, mate. Let's see how you go. Which team will meet Australia in the in this weekend's final of the women's world cricket?
5: Be England.
4: Yep, that's a good start. <phone rings> there, here you go. Louis's on one this morning too, let me tell you. All oh, right, set to face Costa Rica in the Intercontinental Qualifiers for the World Cup in Qatar. Which European super team does Costa Rican goalkeeper Kaylor Navas play for? We'd set, we, we mentioned it on yesterday's show. Yeah, I remember you guys telling
5: me, but find oh, a friend, mate? I can't remember.
1: You can find a friend. Um... It's about the most stacked team in Europe. Like, think superstars.
3: Paris Saint-Germain.
1: Yeah.
4: Middled it. Good man. Who scored the game? Sterling try last night against the Tigers for the Titans in the 80th minute. Comes off the post, goes down. Uh, it
1: It was the halfback, Brink. A.J. Brunson or is he the kicker? The yeah, guy? yeah, good man. You A.J. Brunson, you said it. you're, run, you're running
4: hot here. You're on a roll, mate. Here we go. This is a, this, mate, you should get this one. Runs on the weekend. Who trains Kiwi star, Mayor rock and horse? Uh, I'm
1: going to say... Tony a friend again or not? Definitely not. <laughs> okay, I'm going to
5: say Jamie Richards.
1: Uh, <sighs> sorry, Brenton. Sorry, Brenton, Hey, if you had to take a stab in the dark, it's a pretty good one. So, yeah. well done, mate. Next week. We
4: go to Damon. Damon and Palmy. Good morning, mate. How are you? P-naughty. P-naughty. Good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, good, brother. Good. All right. Let's see if you can get this one. Who trains Kiwi star,
1: mayor rock and horse? Oh, down in Palmy. Damon will get this.
2: He's from... Is he from Wairapa? Um, I might have to use Bona free. <laughs>
1: So the breeders are down your way in CD, Sam and Katrina Williams at Little Avondale Stud. Um, he has unfairly been called a moron before. <laughs> that's a good one. That's actually uh, a good one.
0: Is it dubby w-? Myers? Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs>
0: oh, <laughs> it's not. And no. that's so
1: stiff on Kev
4: Myers. Damon. Come on, Damon, take it back.
1: I mean, I'm, dummy. I'm, oh, oh, no, I'm dummy. Dumb, dummy. <laughs> yeah, dummy's probably not listening, but if he was, he'd be. He'd but be we'll spin- play that
4: for dummy. We'll play that for dummy when we spinning.
1: get him on. Well, we'll never get him on. I think that's the point. Uh, Tim and Christchurch, you're up next week. Tim, who trains Kiwi Star Rock and Horse? Um, oh, I had no idea, so
4: I'll just go for another legend, Murray Baker. Ooh, now no. we've gone through. We've gone through a couple. There's not too many more.
1: But he's, you know, this this bloke is a he is a Kiwi, and he has he's had a lot of success similar to Murray Baker, Richie.
4: Right, Richie from Upper Hutt, Gay. our
1: man Richie. hey brother by brother.
4: Who is it? Who trains the, a Kiwi star, rock and horse?
5: Big guess, Chris Waller.
1: <laughs> Again, that's a really good guess We're getting hot, but it's not quite So, for Brett and Huntley Richie was right in the sense that he's in New Zealand are living in Australia Yep, there you go, that's phone a friend Here you go, Brett Mate, how you going, buddy?
5: Uh, we're running Sydney. Yeah. Uh, good brothers. good brothers. That's
4: the way, okay, you don't need to hang up straight away Just give us who trains the mere rock on horse
2: Oh, I'm stabbing too, Mike Maroney No! Yeah! Good man, good man <laughs> All right, now
4: I want you you to think this because he's probably your long lost brother. All right, (laughs) this next answer. I reckon when I think of Brett from Huntley, this is who I think of. Okay, so who is the most capped Highlander? Just have a look in
1: the mirror, brother. Just have a look in the mirror. (laughs) He's good looking, (laughs) Um. (laughs) he does have a very scucks haircut most weeks. Yeah,
5: yeah. Uh, someone over a hundred or uh, Azza
4: Yeah, brother. <laughs> <Oy>! yeah. <laughs> finally, finally, Brett. Congratulations, brother. You got it. You got it. Looking in the mirror, of course, he's a handsome fella. Aaron Smith. Well done, bro. That's fifty bucks to you to put on this weekend. What do you got? We've been asking everyone this morning who's got the the tip of the weekend. What's your one for the weekend? Uh, so
5: I'm I'm having a look at Bendigo, Louis, uh, and in the last. Uh, little Avondale Perrin canter Just a canter
1: Oh yeah, Uncle
5: Tommy Mitch uh, Coming off a Tasmanian campaign And uh, Hopefully a bit of Change of Fortune Bit of an ugly draw And Carrying a real size person But run a straight boy Run it straight p- boy Paddy pa-
1: Payne pa- pa- Change of Fortune $21.550 Oh Brett Your shout at the race bro <laughs> Just a oh, gander man. gets up there. Yeah man That's us <laughs> uh, that's us, Brent. Thank you, man. Quizzy Dag. Another week done and dusted. I love to see the good guys win. Hundred percent. And that and that was
4: awesome um this morning doing the quizzy dag. I hope because Quizzy was listening actually. Um got us up with a nice little song and we ho- hopefully play another one later on just to just to keep the mood going.
1: Well, S C N Z Breakfast Records. Breakfast records. Um I've got to say that the studio has been melting. That's how hot it's been. So we've been in the lab. We might have a little treat for you. Seven away from seven. After seven, it's Rebecca Rolls talking women's cricket World Cup. Of course, we've got the final here on ECNZ, and plenty more sport to talk about throughout the morning. Right now, Pakistan. Wow, three nineteen for four with four overs to go in their ODI. Although there are two new batsmen at the crease, but they are going to set. Um, oh, they need thirty off twenty two. I should say. They don't need to see anything. They're 30 of 22 with five wickets or six wickets in hand. 30 of 22, two new batsmen at the crease, though. So Australia are fighting hard after setting a pretty impressive score. The wicket has been good. The crowd's going nuts. We'll keep you updated with that one throughout the morning. Back to wrap up the hour after this. Uh, and Pakistan are now needs 17 from 15 with about five or six wickets in hand. So... Um, I think they're going to get it. I think they're going to be able to cruise their way to victory over Australia there, which would even that series out in the ODIs. Hey, double eight, double three. awesome to have you coming through with your best of the weekend. And remember we're asking you, who's the ultimate game manager? Who's the person in any sport you've watched and can dictate at their own pace Depending what their team needs, ticks us on the temper bedpost post text machine temper and Bed post range of mattresses and adjustable bases adapt to the exact shape of your body for unrivalled. So you can put your head and feet up in comfort. Sorry, I should say we'll sleep on it with Smithy before the end of the show as well. Coming up to seven a.m. the cricket women's cricket World Cup. Kimpy, in a word or two, enjoyed it.
4: Yeah, mate. I have. I think um, you know the cricket has been absolutely outstanding I've I've liked how it's got the nation invigorated so really awesome
1: Rebecca Rolls to talk more about that we're off to find McCafe Coffees here's Araha with the news for Kubota together with Shaping and Building New Zealand
2: Shop the Quest Nutrition range at Chemist Warehouse starting from $3.49 now 20% off
0: This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ
1: S-E-N-Z. Coming up four minutes past 7am on your Friday. Welcome to your weekend. April Fool's Day. And that's not a joke. Your weekend is here. Nearly. Hang in there for one more day like Pakistan is doing against Australia right And their roadie eye. Eight off nine now. Looks like they're going to get home in just a canter. Which coincidentally is the name of the horse that Brett is backing with his $50 bonus bet at the last at Bendigo tomorrow for playing quizzy dag. 0800-150-811 is the Kennards High phone line. I'm going to need you throughout the morning to tell me what your best is and where you can't wait to divide your attention between. Is it the Crusaders Highlanders tonight? Is it the Warriors? Is it the Group 1 racing over the weekend? We'd love to hear from you. Double eight double three. Kevin's come through with his best of the weekend on the Temper Bedpost text machine, and we will get to that as well uh, throughout the morning. Kimpy, we've been we've, we've talked about it. For anyone that's just tuned in now, Morena, too, yeah. A couple of words to describe last night's game of rugby league in the NRL. Oh, what would be...
4: <laughs> A couple of words. Uh, heartbreaking. For, for the viewer? Oh, for Madge. For everyone involved? For, for Madge. Like no, let's forget about everyone else, mate. There's really only one view of that game last night who's heartbroken, and that's the coach. Like, it got ripped. I mean, it got ripped from his grasp in the dying seconds when he thought he had his first win of the season. The very last play of the game all his number 6 had to do was put the ball down when he caught it over the try line and he dropped it.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know if you deserve to win a game if you can only score 6 points via penalties but For whatever reason, that last night's game, there was no tries scored until the 80th minute where we're just watching the replay again and uh, AJ Brimston's absolutely nicked it from the Tigers. You're right, Madge will be absolutely gutted in. Hey, it's not just Madge, we are thinking about you Tigers fans around Aotearoa and Australia this morning. If you're listening on the SCNZ app, all right, let's crack in because SCNZ has been so proud to bring you the Women's Cricket World Cup. Uh, It's been a fantastic tournament, Don't necessarily need to re-litigate how the White Ferns went. we have kind of a bit past that. It was disappointing. But the tournament as a whole and the standard of cricket, I think, has exceeded expectations across the board. England yesterday, well, they were emphatic. A slow start to the tournament, but now reeling off what would have to be close to six wins in a row, I think. They are the serious form horse. But then you look at Australia, who have been dominant from woe to go, and Sunday's final, which will be live on SCNZ, is an absolute stonker. Rebecca Rolls is a fantastic analyst of the game, of course, played in 2000 in that famous day for New Zealand. She's on the line with us now. Morning, Rebecca. Thanks for your time early on a Friday. No problem. Great to have you on the show. And I, look, we, I, I mean it. I've loved this tournament, and I think a lot of punters have. As someone that had a life involved with women's cricket and cricket, have you been proud to see the standard played?
2: Oh, totally. Like, as a cricket geek, every game has given me something I've been really, really surprised about and impressed with, and I never thought I'd see, to be honest, or well, certainly not uh, at the moment, maybe in a few years. But every team's produced at, at least one or two little pieces of brilliance and little pieces of kind of, I don't theatre that has captured everyone's heart, and there's been something in it for everyone every game.
4: Atamonoho, Rebecca, let's get to it. The final. Who are you, who you picking and why?
2: Well, I have to pick Australia, um, and that's, that feels a bit uncomfortable <laughs> coming out from our <laughs> Yes, it does. They, you have to. They're, they're unbeaten. Um, they're a class side. They you know, have talent all the way down the batting order, and, and to be honest, people who haven't even bowled yet who probably could. So, um, yeah, it's very, very hard to go past them. And, but then it's also hard not to have a bit of a soft spot for England. I mean, they dropped the first three, as you sort of talked about, and they they had a very, very uh, average start. But, you know, it's not how you start, it's how you finish, and i have certainly nailed that one so far.
1: Yeah, they, they are getting to the top of the gallop at the right time, aren't they? But So you've got, the, you've got the team surging, but then you've got the team that hasn't faltered and has been super consistent. So it's kind of like the two methods you often see of teams that do make finals and they're going head to head. You talk about the depth in Australia. Where does that come from? Is it just the standard domestically that they play at that everyone that's on the field is capable of performing in the big moments?
2: Absolutely. I mean, it's also—I don't think—necessarily a coincidence that the two sort of sides we're we're going to be watching in the final uh, have been professional for longer than others, and that certainly helps. And what that creates is a really good domestic competition, as you just described. But um, it also means players can play for longer, so the competition stays hot for longer. And You know, we're we're looking at some of their stars, Meg Lanning, Alyssa Healy, Elise Perry. You know, those guys are in their early 30s. I think just turned 30, Meg Lanning. So you've got probably at least another five years of her to enjoy. And then in the meantime, you know, you've got the Talia McGraths and um, Alana Kings, Manta J Wellington, you know, this... There's a lot to look forward to, as well as probably, you know, there's got Taylor Vilemic, George Weirum, Sophie Molyneux injured and not even travelling with the side. So that depth is, is so important, and, and we've seen it here, and we saw it in 2020, uh, their T20 World Cup that they hosted. So, yeah, I mean, that is a massive part of it, and the domestic competition, I think, in any country is key, mm. and uh, it's such a good breeding ground. And, and you've seen it in the Australian men's game for, for decades now, too.
4: So, can we bridge that gap, Rebecca? You think with the domestic game that's in Australia, not having one like a significant one here in New Zealand, do we? Can we bridge that gap um, towards the next World Cup? What, what are your thoughts on that, and what what do we need to do as a country to make sure that we're we're peaking um, for the next one?
2: Yeah, I do really think we can bridge that, gap, Tony. It's um, I mean, when we won in two thousand, not wanting to dust off that old one, but we had a really strong domestic <laughs> competition then, but. You didn't have the international franchise opportunities that you have now, but yeah, I mean, it's actually just you know the good old story that you'd apply in any sport. You have to look to the future, invest in those pathways, and in the domestic scene. Um, you know, in, in cricket in New Zealand, we've had some really successful times with the A series that we've run. Um, the men have that, and you know, I think the, that'll be a good step for the women, but also, um, you know, within the major associations developing in their high performance areas. So, yes, absolutely, we can. Um, I think. Hopefully, there's a bit of a, a legacy from this World Cup that gets more players in, and we might start to see that, you know, sort of a bit further out. But um, it, it's certainly something that um, I think will be a focus of the next five, five or ten years. We spoke
1: to we spoke to Debbie Hockley about the chicken and egg nature of just that, and <laughs> trying to, I guess, empower our own competition by having our great, you know, our top liners, Sophie Devines, Amy Sadowska, led Leah who who's here in. Uh, New Zealand, but then also them needing to go offshore, if you look at the men's side of thing, look at the IPL at the moment, the ODI side we're fielding against the Netherlands, there's that depth, there's that second tier of players underneath them, so you kind of need to facilitate both. How hard is it to find that balance, do you think?
2: Uh, I think it's something that probably evolves a little bit naturally. I mean, Debbie's right, you, you want your best players playing in your domestic competition to make it strong, but there's nothing wrong with those players, you know, the high quality ones being not even necessarily those those big dogs that you just talked about. I mean, that, they are always going to be chasing opportunities overseas, and so they should. It just means the opportunities are greater for the next year. And, and you do need those numbers to fill those spots. But if I look across the Super Smash uh, competition, for example, our T20 competition uh, over the last two or three years, I definitely think we're seeing some of those people who've really really excelled in, at that level. And, and same with the Halliburton Johnson. You know, There are some big runs being scored there now. So I, I think we're... On the right track, and, and in terms of can you find a balance? Absolutely, and you will still have the games where those players come back. As do, you know, we see that in the men's side, and, and that sometimes means some really great players miss out, which is a bit is um, <laughs> a bit hard for them to swallow. But I think it means we're in a good place.
1: And I guess these are all the questions for the, whoever takes over as head coach to navigate and, and what the, the makeup of their squad looks like from um, tour or series to series. Back to this current World Cup. So England, you're right, they are starting to peak at the right time. If they were to rattle Australia and find a, a weakness isn't really the right word because I don't know if they have one, but if England were going to get their claws into them, what part of the game would it be, do you think, Rebecca?
2: Well, I, I mean, yeah, I look at those two semi-finals, both massively one-sided. You get two England and Australia almost had an identical run-in. They had an opener score 129. You know, they lost the toss and they were put in, and, and you know, I think we saw a lot of strength. But for England, I mean, Sophie, Devo- uh, sorry, Sophie Ecclestone got six wickets yesterday. She's a, a player of the future, and because of what she brings with her, her, her spinner is something people haven't seen before. So. Uh, I think England's best chance is probably, you know, really getting into that top order. Maybe even bring her on a bit earlier, depending on how the pitch looks. But, um, you know, rattling them, getting that middle order in who haven't seen much yet, though, you know, they're, they're very, very good. So you've still got to get them out too. That's possibly, uh, you know, one of the best chances. And then it really is going to depend on, on the batting order, which I think you still haven't seen the best of Heather Knight and Nat Siver, who are hugely dangerous. Tammy Beaumont again, so. Um, for me, it's, it's probably about those early plays and winning, winning those early moments, and making sure they don't, you know, squander any chances.
1: So there is upside there from England, and and that'll be a positive for uh, any fans watching. Hey, Rick, what about the crowds, the atmosphere around this tournament? What's it been like? And on Sunday, do you reckon there can be a bit of a fe- festival atmosphere? And I know that it's kind of been an in-between COVID stage for the tournament, but coming out the other side, have you really have you felt a good energy around it?
2: Oh, totally. I've been a complete cricket groupie and been at most of the <laughs> New Zealand games and, and certainly the ones since nice. then. But, yeah, it's been really, really amazing and people have come out in their droves to support and, and having been to a couple of games where New Zealand weren't involved and, and that's sort of t- coinciding with having the crowd restrictions lifted. Like, it, the Basin Reserve yesterday or the other day looked really, really good and Hagley is looking good, you know, no matter what. So, absolutely, I think there's, there can be some... Uh, Something in it for everyone. I mean, these two teams other than us in two thousand are the only ones who won this title. And yet they haven't played since nineteen eighty eight. They haven't played each other. So there's there's in you know, the old Ashes rivalry that never dies. So I think there's um there's plenty to look forward to in this final.
1: And how good was that game you guys got to play down there in Christchurch against the, a future team? I think it was at the Willows <laughs> the Willows Eleven? How did you enjoy that? Dusting oh, off the old that, kit I saw I saw oh. the footage. I saw it and I thought, gee, so, some of these women were pretty sharp, still. did you enjoy getting the kit on?
2: uh well, I paid for it very, very dearly for two or three <laughs> days afterwards. I could hardly move, which is my penance but yeah absolutely it was it was an amazing day. It was really good to see some of the um the girls I used to play with and against um you know it'd turn out for them and have that banter rolling but but mainly watching the the school girls play, there was a great team from. Canterbury with a few from Wellington sprinkled in there and their skill level and their passion and the way they approach the game. For me, that, you know, for an old lady like me, that was really, really encouraging. <laughs> you know, just so much fun. And, and then it got really competitive and it got down to the last over and then, you know, all bets were off.
1: Oh, that's awesome. That's so cool. Thanks so much for your time this morning. Uh, enjoy the final on Sunday. I think you have kind of lead a, leading, leading us into Australia, but England will fight tooth and nail. Is that about right?
2: Yeah, I think so. It'll be a good game, though.
1: Awesome. All right, cheers, Rebecca.
2: See you
1: later. Bye. Rebecca Rolls, wicketkeeper in 2000, the Cricket World Cup winning team. I think, Kempe, That's for me, it's been the tournament, putting the Whiteford's performance to the side, seeing the country and young men, and especially young women, rally around the tournament. That's yeah, been
4: epic. 100%. And just the passion she had in her, in her interview with us just then about... Um, Everything cricket, women's cricket. Oh, look, I love it. I, I think the point she makes about that we can do it if we if we sort, um, sort the pathways out and we can get back to the final is really refreshing to hear.
1: I think that's exa- exactly what I was uh, thinking pathways. It was kind of a similar to similar risk to our conversation about rugby league yesterday. Again, it's you can't perform at that very elite level unless you've got that structure underneath you and you've seen that with Australia and England the teams that have made the final double eight, double three, but 0800 The Cricket World Cup as a whole, run your eye over it and give us your take whether you want to uh, talk about the White Ferns, their participation, whether you want to talk about you've been to the game, you've seen it you've heard it on SCNZ in general, what were your expectations and now what do you feel about the tournament as we head into the final on Sunday? Come through on 0800 150 I would love to hear from you in a second. Geordie Barrett's playing second 5-8 this weekend. I want to pick Kempe's brain about that. We don't have Izzy to do a bomb squad. He's got COVID. Baz is over in India. Kolkata, they'll be playing again soon. I know they won't be too, feeling too bad after their loss yesterday. But Geordie Barrett and Women's Cricket World Cup, what have you made of it? Coming up after this, we're here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day, 17 past 7. SENZ, 22 minutes past 7 o'clock. 0800-150-811, the White Ferns. Uh, and the whole Women's Cricket World Cup, what have you made of it? What have you enjoyed about it? What haven't you enjoyed about it? I want to know exactly your thoughts. And your, what, what was your anticipation heading into the tournament? We've been lucky enough to broadcast it. So heading into the final, let us know. Kimpy. yesterday a bit of team news from the Hurricanes. Geordie Barrett named at second five, eight. I know this is one we have um, well been umming and ahhing about for so long. Can you not just leave Geordie in his best position? The Hurricanes are struggling. After that loss to Moana Pacifica, he's their best player. I guess they want him to touch the ball as much. In your, I guess, in your experience, moving star players around to get immediate fixes like touching the ball, or I mean, and I am reading between the lines about that, about why you'd want to put him in second five eight. He might have stuck his hand up and said, "I want to go there." We can't really. We can hypothesise. But in your experience, moving players like Geordie around that have just come off an amazing season playing full time at fullback, where does that take you?
4: Well, if you want to if you want to wrap it up, uh, something similar around it, it's like moving Roger to the wing last year. You know what I mean? You, why would you put Geordie Barrett into a crash position when he's much better in a broken play position um, and arguably our best fullback in the country? So, um, look, I don't I don't agree with moving your star players around. I, I think. If you if you're wanting to fill those types of positions, is to is to bring you know guys through into those positions and let let Geordie enjoy what he's doing at the back there. So um, good to see him back, but it's a lot better seeing him. In and in I think Geordie Barrett in um, that broken field type position of fullback in a Super Fifteen, so Super Fifteen, Super Twelve. Um, but I've got big reps on Geordie. I think I look. Like, I think he's a, a fantastic player.
1: I mean, I. Uh- I wonder if, and you never really know, but I wonder if how much of this is um, forecasting, and the Hurricanes don't know the All Blacks are in Foster or anything, but if Geordie Barrett himself is saying, I really want to play second five because I think there's an opportunity to play there for the All Blacks, you've got Will Jordan who is just lighting the world rugby up at fullback. You've got a, a glut of outside backs in New Zealand now. You add in Roger Tuivasa-Shek, although he's playing twelve as well. If a star player comes to you, and again we're hypothesising, and says, "Hey, I want to play this position," how much power do you have as a coach to say it's not best for the teammate?
4: Well, you have all the power. The, the, you know, it, the the difference with Geordie Barrett is that he's a marquee player, so he gets, he does have the opportunity to talk to the coach. But coaches are making decisions around what's what's sort of what they think's best for the team. Um, what we're really discussing is: is it best to move Geordie Barrett out of what is his best position, which is at the moment in this competition, a fullback? You know, no, well, I don't think there, I don't think there is a position for him at second five in the All Blacks. I think I think that's covered. I think you've got Havili, you've got the young, you've got the wow. uh, young centre playing down in Canterbury outside Havili. You've got Roger Tuivasa-Sheck. You've got Linton. Um, down in the
1: Chiefs. I don't actually agree. I think I I actually think a bit of the opposite. To be honest, mate, I actually think the second five was positioned that they've been kind of mixing and trying to find a standout answer for for a long time. Um, I see it's the window, but I don't know if that necessarily means you jeopardise Geordie Barrett, who is proven at fullback. Double eight, double three. Geordie's best position. I've just done a quick search on Twitter here. Not that that sums up how everyone feels. It's a a, a very specific sample size. It seems to be a lot of excitement about this. Maybe I'm missing something. Is Geordie Barrett at second five as a crash option what you want? Or do you see him as that second playmaker type option? I mean, the amount of conversations and the amount of agony we've caused ourselves by talking about switched players between the midfield and fullback during the years, Leon McDonald... Remember that in the two thousand and seven World Cup, yeah. um, Mills Muliaina happened to him. For whatever reason, when we find these these gun players in a position to try and crowbar everyone and all the best players on the field, which is one argument, you find them out of position and they can kind of have a career like it.
4: And I, and this is a discussion that we had with Izzy around like when you when you wouldn't it be nice just to pick the best players in the best in their pos, positions as opposed to trying to put all of the good players in a football team. You know what I mean that's what you that's what you find the all black story in, is that they've got such a a vast um rich chest of players that they try and fit everybody in and and sometimes that means that some players have to play out of the, in, in their number two position. so um can he play top level at second five eight Geordie Barrett yeah I think he can I think he's tough enough I you know I think one of his his strengths is that he's a tough footballer so he can play second 5-8. But is it best for Geordie Barrett? Uh, I don't think so. I think he, he, he loses too much at second
1: 5-8. Tonight's game, the, Hurric, uh, the Highlanders versus the Crusaders. Uh, Crusaders named a really strong side. The Highlanders uh, also about as good as they can put out they need to to make a performance. They need to make a statement performance if they are to get some respect in this competition and try and find some momentum. The Crusaders is the perfect opportunity to do that, although going into Christchurch on a cold winter's, well, April's Friday night is not easy. They're going to have a tough job, the Highlanders, and everybody knows it. If you're a down in Dunedin, what is the vibe around this team? We're going to talk after eight to our great friend Thomas Grant, who was the coach of the under-85s uh, Bush Pigs. He's a big, proud Southland... Well, Dunedin man, I should say. Lower South Island man. He'll give us his take. I mean, maybe the Highlanders should just stay in bed. They should have a sleep-in. <laughs> we actually had a bout of the sleepins recently, didn't we, Kimpy? Uh look...
4: I don't... It's really hard talking about the All Blacks, you know what I mean? Like... Um, Are you trying to change the subject? I, look, I am. I, I just... I want to I stay on the subject of the All Blacks. I, I think, you know, they, they have so many good players. You know? And, and what, <laughs> yes, what, I do know. What, you, what, you try, what people try and do is say, well, how do we put all of these players in the one team? that's that's the question how how does like, how how do you get all of the players in the one team
1: well you don't is the answer but on the text line which has just gone boom double eight double three you start by putting Geordie Barrett at 12. Kimpy bro YouTube Geordie Barrett under 20 all blacks at 12s he is unreal leave your name and tell us where you're from guys Geordie's best position is on the bench Brian thank you I think don't you can, just, you can you can actually leave it sometimes, Brian. Geordie <laughs> has size, pace and skills to burn. Why not second five? Two of not three class players in midfield for ABs will be a lot to handle for opposing teams. That's from Troy. Troy, I take your point. Um, Louis and Kempe, and uh, as another example, I think they chucked Cully in for a crack at centre for the All Blacks. Yeah, they, they did. And, and a lot of it, I, I think at the time, comes down to wanting to put the best players on the field but also you need your best players to be touching the ball but you also need to trust that the people inside them can get them the ball in the right positions and i'm not a rugby i'm not izzy dag and i'm not a rugby coach but i think some sort of trust needs to go around the star players as well because not everybody can be that 10 out of 10 gun you can't have 15 guns on a field so when you, you can't force them into positions that might not be natural, without trusting the players around them to do their jobs and to facilitate,
4: I think I think Sonny Bill Williams when he came back and played second five for the All Blacks brought a different um, mechanic to the All Black team. You know, big, wide, ranging, offload, um, crash. You know, s- strong defender in in that position. When you look at Geordie Barrett, he's similar f- similar build. Um, you know, probably. Not not has doesn't have the offloads. Oh, he does. But, but has the pl- has the has the, I guess the size that they need in that position.
1: He might not have the sunny bill offload because nobody does. But Geordie Barrett is very good at getting his arms free because his arms are so long. Barrett can be both a crash ball runner and a second playmaking role. Also, a kicking option to tame the rush defense. He goes well, Jeff. And that, and that Jeff, makes a lot of sense. And
4: and that's a quick. You know, let's forget about Geordie Barrett. I think the biggest problem that the All Blacks have and we saw this last year when South Africa played and then they went up and played Ireland was a rush defence they they couldn't they couldn't cope with it they hadn't worked out how to um how to put an offensive um shape against that so I think that's, that's probably more of a discussion than Geordie Barrett at second five.
1: Craig from Christchurch, your message is coming up after the news as well as our Choices Flooring Poll. Here's Araha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand, continuing this conversation around Geordie Barrett. Give us a call 0800 150 811. Here's Araha. <laughs> SENZ 26 and a bit away from 8am. Opie Bossin, the one, the only coming up. If you're a fan of sport in this country or racing, you know the name. And he is a legend. He has got some lovely rides tomorrow. Awapuni will catch up with Opie, find out what's going on on the farm. There's some great messages on double eight double three. Paul and Harwooder, Craig and Christchurch love the passion so good to see Geordie at 12 he was New Zealand under 20s number 12 played early club rugby in Christchurch there also for Lincoln I think runs great lines defends very well second pivot option wipers kick goal kicking in ABs. then it allows Will Jordan Mac at 15 Craig in Christchurch I love it Craig second five nowadays are not selective for crash ball moves crash ball is now from second phase ball using the forwards yep that's very true Paul not all the time, though. Geordie can kick off both feet, create space because of his size and speed. Canes need to try him at least at second five. Kempy, I had a feeling that people would feel passionate about this. It's getting a lot of endorsement.
4: Yeah, it is. And, and especially this other one here from Mark. Kempy. now's the time to talk league. T- take over the show. Enough of rugby. <laughs> oh, mate. Mark, I love your league passion, brother. No, <laughs> oh, mate,
1: Mark. Chin <laughs> up. See your floor change in an instant with room view. It is time for our Choices Flooring poll. Love this part of a Friday. Sleepins. It's become a bit of a theme on the show. I know temper is one of our fantastic partners. And, you know, when you wake up after a sleep in a temper bed, well, you you really don't want to get out of bed because you're having that much fun. But I don't know if Kez has got a temper bed. And Kempe, if you've got one, just totally unnecessary to stay in at that extra hour that morning. So we're going gonna... to... Was it an hour? Was uh, it an uh, hour? Wasn't it? No,
4: it was two minutes past six, mate. It was two minutes past six, but the only problem was I was, me... in, I was in St. Mary's and I had to get here, didn't I, down to Parnell. So Are you not here at five o'clock prepping every morning? What well, I am. Normally I am. <laughs> but it's not an hour. You know what I mean? Like, it, it was two minutes past six.
1: <laughs> <laughs> sleep ins is a theme. Let me finish. Our choices flooring pole today. So, head to Baz and Izzy for breakfast with Kimpi in the SENZ app. If you don't have the SENZ app, go get your app store and download it. Very, very simple. Izzy and Kimpy have uh, enjoyed plenty of sleep ins recently. Oh, that's a bit tough on Izzy. Kiz and Kimpy. Who else might be best to miss their alarm this weekend? The Warriors? Save yourselves some pain. <laughs> The Highlanders, big job to go up to Christchurch on a cold Friday night and take on that Crusaders forward pack. The England women's cricket team, even Rebecca told us, the Australians are just so strong across the board. Or Paulie Moati and the TAB, because I tell you what, it's a weekend for the punters and I'm so excited I nearly dropped an F-bomb, go, <laughs> let an F-bomb go there. Uh, who should just miss the alarm this morning and just have this weekend and just have a little bit more of a snooze in Kempy? Should it be the Warriors, the Highlanders, the English women's cricket team or Paulie Mawarie and the TAB?
4: Well me and you are going for a beer on Saturday and we you know catch the Warriors in the afternoon and, and watch some Group 1 racing so I'm putting all my money on Paulie
1: Mawarie. Just don't bother. Just just... don't bother, (laughs) Paulie. Stay in bed today, mate. Double eight, double three. Essentially, in essence, what we're asking you is who's got the toughest assignment this weekend? The Warriors, uh, coming off a really bad form game against the Tigers, against the Broncos, who have had a hiding and will be up. The Highlanders, it's a massive assignment, isn't it, going into Christchurch? We all know that, to play the Crusaders on a Friday night. The English women's cricket team, look at the Australian woman and just not be wowed or Paul Mawati, because there are a lot of good bets this weekend, and we've had a lot of them come through on 8883. 8883, that's where you can text your poll result as well. We'll go to Baz and Izzy for breakfast with Kimpy in for Baz on the SCNZ app. Izzy with COVID, hope you're feeling all right, brother, this morning. And Baz over in India, just, I think he's I think he's got the Kolkata Knight Riders right where he wants them, early doors. It's 22.5 away from 8, looking forward to hearing from you on our poll. Opie Bossin, the one, the only, after this.
0: and Izzy off to the races. Thanks to Waikato Stud, your source for a racehorse.
1: 17 away from 8, Izzy's probably back to bed with COVID and Baz is probably working his way through Mumbai um, with a pair of glasses on and a hat trying to find a uh, punch shop a bookie to get his bets on for the weekend. He's got lots of runners that I know he loves to back each and every week. One man who does a lot of winning, and he has actually had COVID himself recently, so I'll be curious to find out about that and how it was coming back to riding. is Opie Bossen, there's only one of them, and he's on the line right now. Morning, Opie, how you doing?
5: Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Yourself?
1: Yeah, loving it, mate. It's um, always good when we get treated to a group one at this time of year down in Manawatu that a lot of the good racing's done, but you're obviously focused and got your eye on ahead of tomorrow.
5: Uh, yep, yep. Had a good head out at Matter on Wednesday. Had ten rides, so um, now all set to go for tomorrow.
4: Hey, Opie, it's Kimby. Mate, how you going? Hey, mate, yeah, good. Yeah, that's good. Just tell us, mate, dynastic it wins. Just tell me, <laughs> give me the, give me the, give me the bully son. Come
5: on. Now uh, he's improved a bit from his uh, last start. He might have been a run short, but um, he seems to have gone the right way. So um, just got to hope for a little bit of luck from the barrier draw. But um, now he'll be there.
4: He'll be there or thereabouts. That's all you. Know. Right, the interview's done. We're done. Thank you, uh, Kent, Opie. Don't don't <laughs>
1: hang up. There's so much more to find out. Also, how the farm's going. So, and because Baz and Izzy aren't here today, you're our resident farmer. All right, so you get your get your put your red bands on, and lock yourself in. Um, now, dynastic, you're right. Sticky enough draw. Do you imagine you get too far off them just with a bit of cover, or exa- exactly where do you think you would love to end up?
5: ideally uh, fifth or sixth um, with one-off, but um, we'll just have to see how we how we jump away and a lot of the speed from the the inside barrier draws, so um, we'll just see what they do first.
1: The Philly's taken a bit of cash early in the market, Maven even Bell. I mean, she's been awesome. I don't know if anyone could have expected this from her. She's been working well as well? Yeah,
5: really well. She um, worked with Dynastic on Tuesday morning and... Um, Worked just as good, maybe a fraction better, but um, and she's 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 got the perfect draw to get the, the the right run in the race.
4: Yeah, it should be a good race. I hope. hey um, let's let's have a chat about on the bubbles, mate. Gets a gets a distance, you think?
5: I think so. Honest work. He's been relaxing beautifully, and um, work has been excellent. Um. He's, he's a little bit unlucky last start. It got held up at a crucial time, and um, mm. yeah, I think stepping up to his two thousand metres, he's, he's a real um, grinding type of horse. So I think it's not going to worry.
1: Do you ever really know Opie? Like I know you, you kind of get that feeling when you ride them in track work. But do you ever know with horses like that until you stretch them in a race if they're really going to get it?
5: Not, not really. Um, hey, this this time and he's racing a lot more relaxed in his in his races. So um. That that gives me the impression he, he should run the two thousand metres, especially against his own age group.
1: All right. What about having old Mark Walker back? So we've been through Jamie's head off. Mark's back in town. Um, at the new boss in the stables. Business as usual down there at Tiakau. Any anything to report?
5: No, it's business as usual. It's um, it's good to have Mark back. I've been a good mate of mine for for such a long time as well. So um, now we've worked well together in the past and. Um, I've always kept in contact with him right throughout when he was in Singapore and everything like that. So um, that's, I'm quite happy for him to come back.
1: Did you throw him a welcome home party?
5: Hey, <laughs> well, if he gives me a Group One winner on Saturday, we'll... <laughs> <laughs>
4: hey mate, how's the how's the health? How'd you um, how'd you come back after your um, extended stay at home with COVID? You're, you're feeling good?
5: I'm just only just started to feel good now. It really knocked me around. Um, <clears throat> Every time I'd do something physical, it'd just drain, drain the shit out of me, really. Um, <laughs> but on, on Saturday, that, would, that wouldn't to be too often, ride. though, would it? <laughs> it? Depends what I'm doing.
1: <laughs> so you you have come good, because there has been a, you know, we spoke to Dr. Mark Fulcher about that, and um, even, uh, you're in pretty good company, mate. even Bodie Barrett was saying that it really knocked him back as well for close to a month, so you felt that?
5: For sure, and people say it's just like it, like a cold. It's definitely not that. It's a lot worse than that.
1: There you go. Get vaccinated, eh? <laughs> that's, that's probably the, the lesson there. You, yeah, we laugh about Kimpy having you on. Obviously, you're a you're a big man um, throwing the axe around on the farm. Uh, you know, out there trying to. How much land do you got? You got fifty odd acres, don't you? Oh, three hundred and fifty acres. Oh, three hundred and fifty. How dare close, I? Close, How close. dare I? Um with Hydroflow, though, <laughs> your plumbing rural and irrigation product supplier. Um, Izzy's off. He's country clued up in bed this morning. You got a war story for us off your farm? Anything gone wrong lately? How's it going, mate? Surely it's all just business as usual or have you had a bit of a blowout? Oh,
5: I've been feeding out a bit lately and I've um you forget that you got the feed out wagon on the back and taking out a few posts, um, <laughs> which is not ideal with, with, the, with the cost of timber at the moment.
1: Is that right? How many's a few? Oh, probably five or six. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's forgotten that there's a wagon on the back of it. Oh, it's said forgotten. And and, and and you know it sucks because if it was Emily, I'm sure you'd be giving her an earful. Oh,
5: yeah. I, I try not to say too much, but um, she, you know, she had her um episodes when I was in Sydney. She she. Snapped the forks and went, they come flying back and went through the tyre of the tractor and stuff like
4: that. So, um, a few, there was a few posts
5: down too from here. Yeah, city slickers, eh? There you go, see? Getting so,
1: used to it. Just because Izzy's not here doesn't mean we can't have country clueless. That's what the Hydrofoil have been supplying New Zealand made Apex and anchor through valves and fittings for over 25 years. All right, Opie, other than, um, other than Dynastic, who's got to be a red hot chance, what else are you riding this weekend that we could have in each whale?
5: Well, we spoke about uh, on the bubbles. I think he's, um, he's the class horse of the race. Um, I, think, I think he will run the 2,000 metres, and um, I'm really excited about him.
1: Oh, beautiful stuff, mate. And um, great mate, J-Mac, jumps on one for Murray Baker on, in Murray's farewell tour, Regal Lion. I'm, I'm sure you would have cast an eye over his run on Monday. Huge. How special would it be for Murray to, to nab a Group 1 on his way out? that
5: would be awesome, and I think it's the horse he can do it with too. Um, I was, I was chasing up for the ride earlier on, but I had commitments back here, so I had to stay back home. So, um, I, I thought the run on Monday was huge, and um, a little bit of cut in the ground won't, help, won't hold him back anyway.
1: So that's the mail Opie Boston was trying to get on a plane to ride it. He's, he's riding home, Opie. He's
4: riding home. He got 26 bucks. On Monday, after that big run up in Newcastle, so we'll all be riding at home for Louis if he gets back. It'd be the first time he puts his hand in his pocket this year.
1: I'm not too fast, as as you know, Opie, but I managed to get to the the bookies fast enough, so <laughs> I've had a go. Um, I'm sure J Mac will give it a peach. He knows how to ride those wet bottomless tracks in Sydney as well as anyone. Awesome to catch up, mate. Uh, good luck with the farm. Hopefully, you managed to. Find some cheap timber somewhere. If anyone's got some second-hand timber going, you know where to find Opie. Um, we'll put you in touch. Good to chat, brother.
5: No, thanks for having me. Yeah. Good luck
1: on the weekend. Opie. There you go. Somebody get our Opie episode of Country Calendar, by the way. New Zealand's one of New Zealand's greatest jockeys, if not you know kind oh, of the best mate. Well, Lance O'Sullivan's probably got something to say about that. But
4: you'd, you'd, you'd love to have Opie on your on your horse. You know, being an owner, you'd love to have
1: Opie on your horse all the time because he just
4: puts him in the race.
1: Can we start the campaign? Let's get Opie a country calendar episode. He's got a 350 acre farm. He's knocking posts down. Emily Boston's putting forks through a tractor tyres. He's riding winners. What can't he do? All right. It's nine away from eight. That's Waikato start. They've got Savanville Ocean Park, all of the Gun Stallions. Um, Opie's done a hell of a lot of riding for Mark and Gary throughout the years as well. After this, I told you, we've had sleep ins, about of the sleep and we've been in the lab, we've cooked up a little track. You're not going to want to miss this. If you're into your 90s, 2000s hip-hop, stay with us on ECNZ. Well, if you know anything about Baz for breakfast, it's that we don't mind putting our neck on the line and dropping a beat. After about of the sleepins, ins and Kempe felt like they owed it to all of us to provide a bit of humour. Even weave through the strip. And the Wellington Phoenix are coming. And uh, the Wellington Phoenix, are going really well, by the way, Joe. Thank you for that. Um, after about the sleepins, we felt like we needed a little bit of humour to get us through this Friday. So the boys got in the lab, and this is what they came up with.
0: Yeah, this song is dedicated to all the worry supporters out there that told me I wouldn't amount to nothing. To Louis, Izzy cares in the rat, sitting in the kitchen, hitting all the wrong buttons all the time just to make my life a struggle. You know what I'm saying? It's all good daggy daggy. It was all a dream I used to read World Rugby magazine Watching Izzy covered up in the all-black team Banging susseps at them all Every Saturday all-black attack Mister Izzy got it all I set my clock to a a 5am tick-tock Banging out Z's to the tunes of some heavy rock Way back when Izzy wore red and black And killed that Hubcap to match. Remember, I was due A six A sharp. I never thought that waking up would be this hard. Louis got the mic tight. his has the lights bright. Blew up the stage. This is S E N Z bomb thriller. Louis always picking minutes. Is he sick of eating bread and water for dinner? Peace to Bazzy. Ruby G. Rugby League. Grandmaster Kemp spitting lyrics. Can't you see? I'm waking up like a new I would. Phone old friend, same number, same hood. It's all good. Hmm and if you don't know now you know it. you know very well there was no alarm no socks at the door kiss for his jammies you got a call it was from joey said are you all right son i said oh shit i'm coming And if you don't know, now you know. Daggy.
1: Oh, <laughs> The boys! <laughs> uh, Carving it. it up! <laughs> Carving it up in the studio! Oh my god, Daggy. If you don't
4: know, well, you know,
1: Daggy. Daggy. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Boys, you can sleep in at any time during the week as long as you come back with that. I honestly think that could be better than the original, Kempi. <laughs> mate, Kez
4: nailed it. He nailed it. He nailed the back end of it and it was, uh, oh, we've been talking about it for a couple of days, especially when kids showed up late, um, knocking at the door, got that video. Kez, that's a beautiful video, but mate, put in that putting that together. Good fun. Notorious
1: Good fun. K-E-Z. The Notorious ke imp. <laughs> you can find them here at S-E-N-Z any day of the week. Double eight, double three. What do you reckon? Are the boys off the hook for their sleepins with that tune or never again? Araha looks in pain. <laughs> oh, oh, I am loving it. Biggie
0: Smalls has come back to life after that <laughs> and he's yeah. not happy.
1: Actually, that was quite clever, but oh. re- my ears hurt. That's not fair. My ears <laughs> loved it. My ears are my ears want more. <laughs> double eight, double three, what's the verdict? Yay or nay? Oh, so good. Thomas Grant, out of America after this, everybody. Talking Highlanders, Crusaders. We're going to hear that song again. I'm going to go find him at Cafe and calm the nerves after that. Here's Araha. She's just so in love with that track, with the news for Kubota. Together we shaping and building. out there door. the Baz and Izzy for breakfast, Louie and the Notorious, K.E. filling in this morning. <laughs> Taking you through till 9am where hopefully Smithy is back for us all. Four minutes past eight, plenty to come on the show today, including the Friday tipple later on. A stack of your texts here on Geordie Barrett and the Warriors. You're making some excellent points today, as always. You've been great all week. Keep with us, Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. There's plenty to come, including Pitt Morris. We'll build a multi with the TAB and much, much more. Last year, one of the absolute highlights of the year was, without doubt, learning a little bit about the under-85s rugby competition. Kempi, you said that you were 55 kgs ring and wet playing 1st footing rugby?
4: That's, yeah, about 55 kilos, mate. Very, yeah, well, I was half-back too, Um, which you know, back in high school, how small those halfbacks were. Um, but yeah, eighty five kilos, mate. Eighty five back in my days, that was a decent sized centre.
1: Yeah, and well, I guess these days the body types of professional players have completely changed.
4: Oh, 100 percent. Now, now, now you got to be one hundred and fifteen kilos to be a decent centre in the in the NRL. Um, well, kids are a lot. They're built a lot different these days. I don't know whether it's the hormones in the in the milk or. Or the meat, or whatever. But man, they're massive. I used to think kids were big, you know. But you know, when I was a, when I was a kid coming up to tournaments, I I used to jump off the bus and look at players and go, "Man, you're a big man." You know what I mean? And they're probably, I don't know, average these days. These days, when you're looking at kids, you, you you're dead set saying, "Man, you're a giant."
1: Yep, that's right. And look, the beauty of under eighty fives though is it gives everybody else a chance um, if they're not kind of in that huge. that that level up, and they want to play senior footy, you can obviously still have a a good crack at it. New Zealand rugby's done a great job promoting this competition, and it was the Carisbrook Bush Pigs that went on the Odyssey. They actually went to Taranaki and took the title home. We caught up with Thomas Grant, who was the coach-slash-manager of that side at the time. I think he was about day four into what was described as Mad Monday. Um, I remember it. I remember it clear as day and we've found Thomas, we are found him again because we wanted to check in, especially on the night the Highlanders have to play the Crusaders, he's on the line with us. Morning Thomas, how you doing brother? How's it going lads? what's going on? Oh, we're, we're going good mate, we're going good. Hey, we thought it would be great to catch up with you because you'd be all over super rugby and you'd be able to tell us what's wrong with the Highlanders. And then Joey out the back in the kitchens told me that you're in America, mate. What's going on?
3: Yeah, mate. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I got out of New Zealand when I could and, uh, I've come over here to, to major league rugby and, um,
1: Oh, he's coming. Up, he's gone over to Major League Rugby. He's tearing it up, Kimpy. That's what he's doing.
4: Major League, mate. So he's gone. He's, he's gone from the bush pigs to Major League Rugby in America. They've obviously got scouts down here, oh,
1: <laughs> big time. <laughs> when, he, when we spoke to Thomas last time, it, his mantra and the way he was managing to inspire these guys—there's no wonder why he's being picked up on the global stage. Have a listen to this.
3: John brought of the mantra of "trust your pig." Um, that was his thing that he, that he led us by, so whatever you take from that, um, so I I don't quite understand that, but to me that's, that's you know, where you're heart on your sleeve. You're, when you're on the field, you're playing for your pig beside
5: you.
1: I mean, how could that not succeed on the world stage?
4: Yeah, well, you know, pigs, that's generally what you nickname your Ford pack, um, so yeah, you know, he's he's obviously what was he? A loose forward or something like that, was he?
1: Who Thomas? Yeah. No, he's like seventy KGs ringing wet. He doesn't play. Oh, several He's he is actually he is actually just the coach. Well, not even. He had John Leslie, the great John Leslie doing the coaching. Is, um, is... He was just in charge of team talks and managing, but he did such a good job of it. He's just one of those very talented young men you can tell that can just inspire a group of people. Yeah. And I think it was incredible because you know just trust your pig beside you and it actually just is such a kind of reflective mantra that you could you could really take take anywhere else and he's on the line now um we've just played we've played the clip when you told us to trust your pig last time Thomas I guess you're over there in England you said it's the New England free jacks have you rolled out trust your pig again
3: Nah, if if you say something like that over here in, a, in America, you get some funny looks, uh, <laughs> lads. So I've had to I've had to uh, adapt the style of it a wee bit. Um, yeah, they don't quite get the Kiwi language over here, unfortunately. But it's uh, slowly, slowly adjusting to it.
4: And what are they like, mate? Can they can they actually play?
3: Yeah, I've been like surprised though the the level of rugby like in the competition this year has been. I reckon you know on par with some some good quality NPC games like. Our team's got the likes of Bodine Walker, um, who obviously played for NZ Sevens, and he's he's tearing the the compa muck. So um, I, I was surprised by the by the standard. It's, it's been awesome.
1: Yeah, that's really really cool. Alright, tell us tell us the process though. Like how did, how did this come about? Come about? Like I thought you'd be gearing up in pre season for the Carousers, <laughs> but Bush pigs like right in the in the middle of it. So what's your last six months look like?
3: Oh, mate, yeah, the, the pigs have been on my, my mind every day since, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I reminisce every day about the pigs, and I, and I miss them dearly. But, um, <laughs> no, nah, essentially, t- Tom Kindley, who's a good uh, Dunedin man from down south, um, he's over here as the the performance director, uh, so another good Otago man, and he sort of reached out to me mid-last year uh, if I was interested in giving him a bit of a helping hand. And uh, six months down the track and about 1,000 emails and visa interviews galore, I'm sitting in a chair in Boston with him right now, so uh, a bit surreal. But uh, I'm loving it. You got I'm big... just not liking the food though. No,
4: nah, you got big plans, mate. Have you got big? Have you got big plans like to come back and coach Super Twelve? Maybe <laughs> have, a, have a crack at the All Blacks. What's what's your what's your story? What's your vision?
3: <laughs> nah, to be fair, I'm not. I'm not too sure where the coaching career will go. I'm doing a little bit over here, but I've been put with the little kids, so that could be saying something. Um. But now, nah, to be fair, I mean, I, I absolutely love talking sports, so I think uh, I might head down the track of something what you gentlemen are, are doing and uh, talking sport for a living. It's pretty fun. Well, you're
1: gonna get a hell of an experience over there, Tom Connolly. That's awesome, mate. So, uh, Donnelly, so you've, you've absolutely you found yourself in a plum position. Um, uh, the competition in America, like you say the standard's high. What about the atmosphere around rugby? Because I I, I reckon they're going to get a World Cup. But I don't know if that's been confirmed, but I think it's very, very close to being. And they're trying to grow the sport there. They see it as a huge market. Is there a bit of an energy around rugby in the States?
3: Oh, the the fizz over here for rugby is it's actually insane. Like our, our fan base in Quincy are... Which is the the province we're playing in? Um, inside Boston, we had our first home game, and it was you know snow up to one inch, and the, the stands were still packed, and people were still you know chugging gallons of beer, just absolutely <laughs> ripping into it. So, uh, it's they, they, there are some crazy fans over here, and uh, it's only it's only growing. Um, Twenty thirty one, I think they're prospected to get a World Cup, and it's looking looking pretty likely. So, uh, I'm excited to see where it goes.
4: Mate, hanging out, hanging out in Boston, what what what's your like your social scene like?
3: Oh, Boston's a great city, man. It's ah, uh, it's uh, the town. The town life is great. Um, I've got to be very careful that I'm not going out too much, just so I'm not slacking <laughs> slacking behind on my work. Because I do, I do love a beer, and there are plenty of them over here, of the the craft variety as well. Um, any spates? Any the- any
1: GMAs?
3: That's the problem. I'm actually getting Dad to send a, a two four over uh, pronto because I'm missing. I'm missing my Space Summit, my space Summit Ultra. Um, you're gonna need a crate, but, mate. Forget the. Forget, you're gonna need a pallet. Forget a two four. Yeah, twelve big bots. Can, can I have them? I'd love it. Um, but the, yeah, the social scene here is great. Um, they, they, as, although they do think I'm from Australia half the time when I'm speaking, which is oh, uh, slightly course. concerning.
4: Yeah, no, no. Yeah, you sort yeah. that. You sort that out too. Just, rem, just remind them. That we we're nothing like Australians. But um just tell me, who's your big signing, mate? Like who are you telling everyone that you're able to get? Are you saying, like, mate, I can get your Geordie Barrett? Are you are you doing those <laughs> ones over there in Boston?
3: <laughs> nah, unfortunately, and it's probably for a good thing I'm not involved in those high level discussions. Uh but it'd be awesome to have a, I got I guess teams have got Ma Nonu, um San Diego's got the likes of Ma Nonu and the LA team's got, you know, your Matt Giddos your Adam Ashley Cooper's, so uh I don't know if you've got any ideas, lads. I'll send it off to the owner. What about Izzy? Uh, try and get. What about Izzy? Mate, we're trying to get you, Izzy back. Izzy's up
1: got one knee in COVID,
3: but he, <laughs> he could help, yeah. He'd, he'd still be semi decent under the high ball, wouldn't he? You'd hope so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you would. So, no, that, that's a that's a genuine shout from from you, lads. I'll uh, maybe I can send Izzy a wee email. or will connect offline.
1: Yeah that's right We'll link you up Well you know With your Dunedin connection Surely Bender's up for a game I saw he was playing Some club rugby last year And I don't know it's something. There's something New England-esque About Ben Smith Yeah good southern man Doesn't mind the cold Kind of you know A stoic figure um, That could be a lead for you I don't know what he's up to At the um, moment
3: if, if Bender Smith ran out In the number 15 Freejack jersey It, it would have bring A tear to my eye um, <laughs> Bender. Oh, I, I think yeah it, it could be sensational Unfortunately I would have Saw his son in Japan though So uh Maybe um, I'll have to combine for four of our staff salaries. And we might be able to get them. So, have you got? A, have you got a
4: story? Have you got a story for us? What, what sort of broadcastable? Yeah, broadcastable. Have you got a story for us since your time that you've been over there in the last six months that you can you can tell us
3: here? Oh, plenty of them. Plenty of them, obviously, are but. <laughs> I guess coming over here is obviously the, the different rules around, you know, driving is on the opposite side of the road. So I've, uh, I've almost caused about five fatal crashes <laughs> since I've been on the road here. <laughs> that that that's probably been one of the almost the, hard the key word, right? So, yeah, correct. Um, almost is the key word. But to be fair, the the one that sticks out for me is uh, my diet, lads. Uh, America loves food, and they they love it by the calories and by the sugar. Um, and I set myself a bit of a goal before coming over here to, to trim down. Um I'm a small man, but there's still a bit of excess excess there. Um and unfortunately I've met the uh the beautiful fried chicken restaurants that are on every block and aisle of an American street. So uh it's not going too well for me. <laughs> what are you up to, mate? Are you
4: up to hundred yet?
3: I'm I'm getting there. Uh I'm still probably sixty-eight dripping wet, but uh I'm still still eligible for the bushies, but it's, oh. it's not looking good at the moment. You've
1: just crushed the the when you said that number, Kempy's face has just dropped, mate. You just you can't be you can't be saying you've got excess and you you're weighing 68. Driven hey, the the bushies, the 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 lads back home, they'll be missing you, no doubt. What's the um what's the story with them? Are they running it back? Defending champs? Is this team looking strong? Uh, Leslie still involved?
3: Yeah. well I've left them in the faithful hands of uh, Andrew James, who is the, the infamous chicken man for the Highlanders. Uh, he runs a lot of our off-field uh, logistical sort of things. So I've left them with them, um, slightly concerned because Andrew James does love a, a bear or two, but he does know how to organise, you know, the off-field logistics. But John Leslie has signed on for another season, which is great. Um, to be fair, I've just, I've stepped back. I've just, I've let them go for it and, and defend the try, defend the title.
1: Wow, hands-off approach. Is that, have you done that to the Highlanders as well? Is that what's gone wrong?
3: <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought that might come up. Uh, I have been keeping a, a close eye on the Highlanders, but I've got some uh, lucky feelings about tonight. Um, <laughs> it's going to be 205 2-0, a.m. here in Boston. And I'm, I'm going to be up screaming at the TV. So, um, yeah, no, the, the Bushies have been a tough one to let go. To be fair, but I've, I've got uh, high hopes for them still.
4: Hey, mate, are those trolley hot dogs as good as what they make out in the movies?
3: Oh, absolutely. Uh, They've got the works, (laughs) the the ketchup, the mustard, um, and and it's just never-ending over here too. They're they're cheap as chips. You can just keep getting them down your your throat. The hot dogs are are next level. Terrible,
1: Um, isn't it? it,
3: Oh, it is is terrible.
4: Do you guys need to manage it? That, ooh, well, hold oh, on. You know what
3: Kempe, I'm just looking at our performance director now and we, we do have a few roles potentially opening up um, so I, th- I think he could be a great fit for one of them.
1: <laughs> Good man, Send it through. Perfect,
3: perfect. Team, but, team culture, team culture coordinator. Team culture
1: easy. That's right, culture coordinator. Lots of beer lots of hot dogs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah just, just keep, keep you away from the fitness side of things. Hey uh, great, oh, to get, great to catch up mate, it's um. yeah we, we were just wondering what, what Thomas Grant's up to, what How the Bush are going. They had no idea that you were over there with the New England free Jacks and Tom, the proud Southern man. Um, That's great stuff, mate. Go really well. And obviously, the Celtics as well are heating it up and making a run, uh, looking like they're going to be right in the uh, contention for the NBA title. So, what a great time to be around New England. It's probably along with London and maybe Melbourne the best sports city in the world in LA it's it is a, a fantastic place so you found yourself a, a real ripper spot awesome stuff great to catch up
3: hey cheers lads not go well and uh, not up the up the free jacks <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all the best Tommy. up
1: the free jacks and up the mighty bush pigs what a legend ah oh.
4: absolute legend
1: he's got a career mate whatever he does yeah no, no and good to see good to see
4: him too like just take it by the the bull by the horns and and decide to head up there and, Send and jump into it yeah like and him, when he's writing those names off Matt kiddo man no you know what i mean like he's got some um yeah mate, he's got some game
1: well that the teams that they're trying to beat but the whole competition in general and he's right 2029 um wait would that make sense 2023 2027 2030 one. One. 2031 uh, in America, I think they'll get it. I'm almost certain they'll get it. They're trying to grow the market. It makes sense. And in, you know, nine years' time, imagine the players that are playing now that will be playing up there. Yeah. Like, it's not. it's not too far-fetched to imagine a... I don't know, an Aaron Smith heading up there and having a crack and after Japan or, or whatever uh, really is becoming a proper option. 19 minutes past nine, here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. That was Thomas Grant. He's a legend. Uh, we love catching up with him. We've got a bunch of texts here on Geordie Barrett and the Warriors. We're going to get to those before we get to Pip here on Baz and Dizzy for Breakfast.
2: The Maggie's Magnesium range at Chemist Warehouse, now starting from just $3.19. You're listening to
0: Baz and Dizzy for Breakfast on SENZ.
1: 24 minutes past 8 o'clock and if you missed our rendition of uh, Juicy by Biggie Smalls don't worry you'll hear it again before the show is done double eight double three Kempi, Geordie Barrett has been a hot topic this morning he's playing second five this weekend for the Canes you want to read these texts
4: yep mate we've got one here from Brendan he says the All Blacks need to play their top 15 in their best positions I I totally agree Cully, Mills, McDonald were not 13s Rico can't pass those wingers (laughs) that's a bit harsh um, rather be greedy so keep them keep them battling for others for the left left wing spot we have great depth in most positions which is great but stop bloody switching them around and we're stop rotating players stick to the top 15 up the mighty broncos too here's a bet for you Louis. 13 plus. Well, Paul Mowati we be to that. <laughs> 13 plus.
1: <laughs> didn't, didn't know Paul Mowati was going by the alias of uh, Brendan. Morning, lads. With Jordy Barrett, I would keep him at fullback, but give the, give him free range on slipping into 12 and pushing the rest of the back line out and then slipping back to fullback. Cheers, Richie. Richie, it's a pretty good observation. That's what he does a lot of at the moment. But I think where a, 12 is, uh, a 12's most use or usage rate at the moment is offset piece, so would you have him starting and lining up at twelve from set piece but have him at fullback and broken play? Is that what you mean? Let us know. Double eight double three. And there's a question there for you, Kimpy from Craig. Yeah, here's
4: one from Craig question. Um, not sure if it's been discussed, but my question is to do with the injury of RTS. I don't remember him being out so much in the league. So what's happening now? He's changing. Again, another hard, another harsh question. He like he's only just started playing rugby union. Um, but yeah, he has picked up an injury. He's meant to be back this weekend, along with Akira uh, Owani. So um, yeah, look, I, I, look, I can't answer that. I think you know he's had plenty of time. He he missed the third of the season last year with the Warriors to get prepared for the kickoff this year, which lingered on. And
1: uh, the other thing, just Craig, bear in mind, and I would love everybody to give Roger as much time as he needs because he didn't even get to play NPC. Because of COVID, and Auckland missed the competition. So, imagine if he had got had ten games or twelve games of Union under his belt. His body, you know. So you're breaking his body in at Super Rugby level, which is a massive task, Kimpy.
4: Well, did, you know, we we have spoken about it. He's in the front line. You know, you got to remember the reason why he he didn't pick up a hell of a lot of injuries at the back was because of his defensive. Um, work that he'd done at fullback. It wasn't in the front line. So if you're going to be in the front line at that in that 12 position, and you and especially in rugby union where uh, the body shape's a hell of a lot different, and there's more weight behind it and a, more, a lot more rucking and mauling going on. I think I think Roger's going to pick those uh, injuries up anyway. Here's another one from Mark. Boys, even though I'm a Warriors fan, I like the, um, them this weekend against the Bronx. If they can limit Reynolds' involvement and lodge and Blake fire. Um, I'm thinking there could be an upset on the cards. That's from Mark. And we saw that last weekend with Reynolds, didn't we? Again, the Broncos. he I thought two big plays. The one we went for forty twenty missed it. Um, oh, mate, must have been about a, a foot, I reckon. And and that t- that basically changed the game for him. And then he made a couple of errors on the back of it, compounded it, and um, ended up getting towed up by North Queensland. So let's hope you're right, Mark. Um, and the final one here, Louie. Great show, guys. Hey, Kempe, do you know when Tohu Harris is returning and will he make a difference? Oh, I think 100% he makes a difference. I think when Tohu Harris comes back, the Warriors are a different side because he steadies a ship. When he comes back, apparently uh, mid-season is when they're expecting him back
1: awesome stuff great to have your correspondence on double eight double three keep it coming throughout the show this morning you're making some great points around the Warriors and Geordie Barrett all right tab.co.nz Friday the traffic on the website goes through the roof I've got it on great authority because Saturday Friday night into Saturday it's all about what's going on in the markets Pip Morris from the TAB she's here with us this morning Pip morning to you good
2: morning team how are we this morning
4: loving morning, it morning,
1: pip. we're loving it pip how are you going
2: good thank you looking forward to as you said louie another huge weekend of racing and of course that mega racing multi is back so i thought we'd put together another one and like hopefully we don't get scratchings and we don't get the best nosed out by a, a slim little margin
1: <laughs> right that hurts. pip you go first
2: I'm going to go to Bendigo. Last race on the card, the three corner pocket at three twenty to win, was third last time over the mile behind Inspirational Girl and I think it can go a couple
1: better. Loose. Bendigo. All right, Kimby. Be Bendigo. Yourself? Yeah.
4: Uh, I'm going to go to Awapuni. I'm going to stick with my mate Al Sherrick. He's only taking the one horse down there. One last start. Tavatek, uh meeting for race eight, number two. Uh, it's paying threes and $1. sixty a place. I'll take the place money on that. Thanks.
1: Oh, nice stuff. 60. Uh i I'm going to have a nudge. Uh, just speaking to Chris Waller yesterday, um, Nature Strip just did enough. Uh, the, the heavy track last time, and there's been so much rain in Sydney, it, It's looked like his wheels spun a little bit in that bottomless track. There's been so much water over in Sydney. I just think Nature Strip's probably a false favourite in this market. And then the next best horse by a country mile, uh, sorry, Sammy Williams, is Eduardo. So Eduardo to win. He's not going to have an issue getting through the heavy. He beat him last time, and I think he should be favourite $3.60 for me. Pip, and do we need one more?
2: We do need one more, Louis,
1: Yeah. Kieran?
3: Hey, all right. I'm Stephen in. I'm Izzy Dag today. I How think, good? All right. I, Are you going to do it in Izzy's voice?
4: I reckon I know what he's going to do.
3: I don't know, Louie on the nose. Nah, nah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> um, mate, um, all right, we're going to oh, go. Oh, sad guy. Uncle Kempi, I bet you can guess what I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with, we're at Race 4 Awapuni. Ling Zhang Zhongfen for a place.
1: <laughs> Let's seriously, go. Seriously, my
3: favourite horse, my favourite horse in the world. Is Two dollars eighty place is it, money. Yeah. Is it a great mate? Yeah. Trust the greys. They're a modern day cheat code. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm not. Don't don't listen to me. Actually, seriously, guys, don't listen to me. But yeah, thank yeah, you very much. Zhang place. Are you
1: eighteen? Yeah, you are. A right. twenty. Yeah, good. All right, Pip, we're all legal. We're good to go. What does that spit out as? That is
2: fifty-one sixty. Oh, I'm, on a, I'm all going to take on that. that. $2,580.48.
1: Oh, sometimes it's just to too that. easy. Sometimes it's just too easy. Pip, ta <laughs> You've got all your promotions, including the Mega Multibuster. Thanks so much. Have a great weekend. You too. Catch
2: you
1: later, guys. Hey, I told you it was a poll option and the choices for him: poll. Who should have a sleep in this weekend? The bookies. Because we're coming, and so is Ling Zhong Zhong Finn. <laughs> race for an hour, finish. Thank you, kids. Not twenty nine away from nine this morning. The choices for Impala results up after this. Here's Araha with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. ECNZ. <laughs> Into the last furlong for the week for Baz, Izzy for breakfast. Baz over there cooking up <laughs> another win for Kolkata in the IPL. Izzy, I hope you're feeling okay. Struck down with COVID out, man. Kempe, your hearing. Get is, well, mate. It, it's getting to <laughs> yeah, it.
4: I look, I look <laughs> yesterday, my, my hearing is absolutely shocking. I'm I'm near on deaf And, uh, you know, while I was home with COVID and had this set up at home, <laughs> Uh, I've obviously got the headphones turned up, and the girls are walking around the house going, Where's all that talking coming from? I've kept forgetting to turn the headphones down. So that was one story. But yesterday, mate, I'm going out for a walk with a wife, and I haven't got my hearing aids on. And she's, um, we're walking up the hill, and she's looking at me, and I and she's mumbling away to me. And she goes, Hey, why don't you go for a walk? And, um, you know, I'll just go home and I'll go for a little walk later on tonight. And of course, I didn't hear a word. When I went, Hey, I tell you what, why don't I just go for a walk <laughs> and why don't you go for a walk later on? And she took she t- one look at me. She said, you got to put your hearing aids in. And, and you went, What? I was like, No, no, I said, I heard you. I heard you. I said, to her, I heard you. Because she, she always goes, Well, what did I say? I said, Well, you said that I should go for a walk. I, was like, I always try and get out of it, but. Yeah, no, nah, I'm as deaf as a
1: doornail, mate. I'm sorry about that. Oh, that's gold, mate. Well, where um, the that came from is I told you to go have a vote in our Choices flooring poll, so head to the SCNZ app and click on Baz for breakfast with Kimpy'. Um have a vote and you, and you did it and then you left, your, you left the, the, the audio playing so loud and I was like can you turn that off like, oh I thought it was just coming from my headphones <laughs> yeah. nah mate definitely not but the Choices Flooring Room View Program takes the guesswork out of Choices floor, Choosing Flooring upload your favourite floor today highly encourage you to do that we've all gone and had a vote the question of the day sleep-ins are the theme of the show aren't they Izzy and Kimpy and Kez have enjoyed plenty of sleep-ins recently Who else might be best to miss their alarm this weekend, a.k.a. who's got the toughest assignment? The Warriors against the Bronx, the Landers heading up to play the Crusaders in Christchurch, the England women's cricket team, which got a lot of the vote. But hands and heels, as they say. Yeah! A landslide victory. Sing it with me. It's a weekend for the punters. Paulie Moati, don't even bother. <laughs> the party's coming north. It's coming to wherever Kimpi and Louie are having a bet tomorrow. It's a weekend for the punters. That's your result of the choices for him, Paul. The bookies shouldn't even bother. So they say, as I as I keep telling you, sleepins, a theme of the a theme of the morning, a theme of the week. And because of that, well, SCNZ breakfast, Baz and Izzy for breakfast, we hit the lab. Friday tipple coming up in a wee bit where we reflect on the week. But this is pretty much all you need to know.
0: Yeah. This song is dedicated to all the worry supporters out there that told me I wouldn't amount to nothing. To Louis, Izzy cares in the rat, sitting in the kitchen, hitting all the wrong buttons all the time, just to make my life a struggle. You know what I'm saying? It's all good daggy daggy. It was all a dream. I used to read World Rugby magazine. Watching Izzy covered up in the all-black team. Banging susseps at them all. Every Saturday, all-black attack. Mr. Izzy got it all. I set my clock to a 5 a.m. tick-tock. Banging out Z's to the tunes of some heavy rock. Way back when Izzy wore red and black and killed that. Hubcap to match. Remember, I was due, at six A sharp. I never thought that waking up would be this hard. Louis got the mic tight. his has the lights bright. Blew up the stage. This is S E N Z bomb thriller. Louis always picking minutes. Is he sick of eating bread and water for dinner? Peace to Bazzy. Ruby G. Rugby league. Grandmaster Kemp spitting lyrics. catch you see? I'm waking up like a new I would. Phone old friend, same number, same hood. It's all good. Hmm and if you don't know now you know Dagger you know very well there was no alarm
1: no socks at the door guess what? his jammies you got a call it was from joey
0: said are you all right son i said oh shit i'm coming And if you don't know, now you know
3: Dagger
1: Oh, another week in the books for Baz and Izzy for breakfast A week where we started with Kimpy having COVID and finished with Daggy having COVID. Baz has had a win and a loss in the IPL, and I've had about 100 wins and 100 losses. they would be generous. <laughs> on the tab. You're so co you're generous. indeed. We started off the week catching up with David Harveely. Following his 100th game for the Crusaders, the significance of the milestone was not lost on the second five. He's joined some elite company, and no one better to start our Friday tipple with.
5: Yeah, it's definitely b- bloody special. And like, um, you know, just walking in today and seeing the 100 the gamers on the wall and nine that I'm going to be yeah. up against beside them is pretty special.
1: Like Daggy, I'm so bloody proud of you, uh, David. You, you uh, for me, as a Crusaders fan, you're a testament to everything a Crusaders man is about. I've never, ever seen your name on a team sheet and thought, bugger, Ever. First name down a lot of the time. Congratulations, brother. Awesome stuff. Cheers to David Harveely. Yes,
4: Louie. And from one dominant union man to another, we also spoke to Officer Tonui about the Blues' first ever game against Moana Pacific on Tuesday night. Wasn't that a great one? Not only is Officer a great rugby player, but he's pretty handy with the bat also in his hands. And having represented Samoa National Cricket Team on numerous occasions, with Ross Taylor soon set to retire, I asked Officer, how he thinks we can get more Polynesians involved in the game of cricket.
5: You asked a really good question, how can that be transferred into cricket? It's
2: probably just, you know, the avenue, just like the Moana Pacifica, because of what it's done and they've made a, a, an avenue for, for this other group of people to come and play super rugby, that's what's probably required in, in the cricket sector.
4: Well, I completely agree with him too. Imagine that, having a super cricket Polynesian side playing in a cricket game here in New Zealand. Avenues for Polynesian players to compete at the highest level. So hopefully we see more representation in the game soon, brother, because I think it's a real shame that our natural talent, especially with our Polynesian boys in this country, isn't utilised. Thanks for sharing your thoughts of both rugby and cricket with us here. Ofisa, cheers, brother. 100%
1: 100% cheers to a legend as he's a man who can attest to how good he is behind the wickets. Um, one man who wasn't bowling many wides on Tuesday like Daggy in the Black Clash was Blair Tickner, A forfer on ODI debut with one of the best setups, moustache and hair you could ever imagine as well.
2: The missus said I'm allowed any haircut until our wedding in August, so I said I'm going to have a mullet, and I'm um, going to keep the mullet and then really let it go. I might even get some blonde tips in it. See, see what you
1: really think. I cannot wait to see those frosted tips. Throwback Baz McCullum from his high school days. That is exactly the good stuff. Uh, congratulations, Blair. All the best for the wedding and good luck for the game tomorrow. Cheers, brother.
4: Yes, an interview of the week, Lloyd. I'd like to give a toast to Chris Waller, our man in Sydney, who was kind enough to join us bright and early to talk racing. Chris is a superb trainer whose high level of success has not only caught the eye of your average punter, but also the Queen herself. The and native gave us some insight into what it's like to look after a horse with, with those royal connections.
5: The Queen loves racing. It's as simple as that. So I've had the chance to meet her.
2: A couple of times,
5: and uh, even spent a day in her company, which was quite fantastic, and the flow on from that was she's given us a horse to train. Yeah, what a privilege.
4: I hope you take good care of the, of her horse, Chris, because I wouldn't want to let down the Queen, mate. With that said, if anyone can get a 95-year-old jumping for Joy, find a big win on the track, it's you. Thanks for joining us. Mr Waller, it was such a pleasure.
1: And do you know what? He is the perfect guy to train for the Queen because he's so respectful, he's humble, you know, he's exactly the significance. Awesome. Uh, It's time for our Toast of the Week, Kempi, and there was a lot of thought that went into this. I'd like to dedicate it, though, to everyone involved with Moana Pacifica. Good call. Our man Daggy was lucky enough to be in the commentary for their first ever win and it was fair to say he was pretty excited.
0: Pacifica They've stolen
1: it They have stolen it History has made Moana
0: Pacifica You can see what it
1: means to them He <laughs> it wasn't the only one that was excited though Sir BG, Sir Brian Williams has been petitioning, campaigning for a team like Mona Pacifica since Super Rugby's inception and Friday night he was rewarded with that moment How did he celebrate?
2: I don't, I don't think I've been that excited for a hell of a long time, and uh, <laughs> we were high-fiving and, and uh, <laughs> hip-bumping and all sorts.
0: <laughs> tick-tocking. It was, <laughs> it was TikTok. a wonderful occasion.
1: <laughs> tick <TikTok-ing. laughs> Oh, that's so, so good. Hip-bumping, tick-tocking. Sounds like a wild night for Sabiji. I genuinely could not be happier for you, you legend, not just you, everyone that supports the team. Actually, the whole Polynesian Pacific community, around Auckland, throughout the islands. You think about the work DC's doing for underprivileged kids out there as well. Izzy being there, I feel like we had a special connection to it on Basin, Izzy for breakfast. Kimpi, you're someone that's campaigned for this um, and you know exactly how much it means. A huge moment for Moana Pacifica. I think everybody should be proud. You are our toast of the week. Oh, I think I'll have a couple of cold ones like that tonight there, Louie. You're not be the only one, Kempi. That was our Friday Tiffle. Congratulations to making it to the end of the week, everybody. Great to have you listen to Baz Nizzy for Breakfast, as always. We'll be back with Smithy after this to wrap the week up officially, send ourselves on our way. Thanks for listening. Baz Nizzy for Breakfast.